No, I have to be. <laughs> I feel like I do. <laughs> Welcome to the That's podcast, Mache. Oh, hi. Yeah. <laughs> it's the podcast. It this is, is the, the podcast. podcast. Um, it's called the Fuck on Kill podcast. Uh, it's the podcast where I talk about how I started watching Mad Men again. Oh, you watching did? Mad Men. Yeah, it's amazing. Oh my god, it's so good. I I can't believe how good it is. Every episode I watch, I'm like, I can't believe how good it is. I've it never is, watched it. It is so good. It's crazy how good it is. Oh. It's like, it's so well written and it's so well done. And everybody's putting so much work into it. And it's, uh, it's breathtaking. It's just, it is breathtaking. It's amazing. Christina Hendricks is in that, isn't she? She is, and she's great. Um, have great... you watched Good Girls? I have not watched Good Girls. Good Girls is is good. <laughs> I've heard it's good. Um, I like it. Yeah, but uh, yeah, everybody who's in it is great. Um, I always liked Christina Hendricks. I thought she was great. And um, it's kind of sad she didn't have more of a movie career. She had a few films, but never really took off, I think. Um which is too bad. But um yeah, but Madman is is great. Recommend it to everybody. 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 It's a lot Absolutely of everybody. Um you just need a bit of patience because yeah, it's, it's a series where not much happens, I guess, on the surface. Oh. But then when you look into it, there's so much shit happening. It's crazy. It's also a show about terrible people. Everybody's terrible person it could be about us yeah just like us Uh, i am definitely just like don draper a lot of people say that to me it's like hey macha you're very much like don draper you know that very much is that john ham yeah oh no it's that's macha oh yeah that's john ham yeah (laughs) happens a lot yeah it's it's fine and i'm like yeah i'm that asshole you know i'm that (laughs) handsome you uh, caught me (laughs) well Mache. That's me. Not John Ham. It's Mache. Coronavirus is still here. <laughs> yeah, that's correct. I have to start cutting out the bits about coronavirus that we do because they're really there's nothing else happening really. It's all the same shit. Yeah, it's true. There's nothing exciting happening. There's no exciting developments. There is, however, melted ice cream outside. And why is there melted exact- ice cream? Well, the ice cream van came. And mm-hmm. all the children lined up in exactly where the ice cream van queue was. There is a puddle of ice cream. Oh, so and the kids bought an ice cream and then immediately threw it on the ground? I guess dropped it because there's a cone and some ice cream. It's very sad to see. Mm, that, that is sad to see. It's a distressing sight, to say the least. I am between making a reference to the Lonely Islands, I threw it on the ground, and <laughs> to Bo Burnham's bit... Uh, from the sad song where he talks about the kid dropping an ice cream cone on his mother's corpse. <laughs> so I don't know if if you're the listener, you can choose which one of you, which one you think is funnier, and just imagine they did that. How does that one go? Uh, which one, the Bo Burnham one? Yeah. Um. So it's 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 the song. I think it's called Sad, and he yeah. just lists things that he thinks are sad. Um. I saw a boy drop an ice cream cone directly on his mother's corp. 
Da, 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 yeah, da, I feel da, like I'm da, thinking da, 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 I'm singing a different song in my head, so I can't yeah. place it because I do know it, but I can't place it. It's got the. Anyway, it's not it's important. Got the, just... It's got the joke of the giraffe, which is the best joke ever. What's the joke of the giraffe? I saw a giraffe that had a long neck. That was sad. Or a deer. <laughs> that had a short it's neck. Basically genius. Bill Burnham is a genius. Mm. That is correct. I love him. I love him with everything. No, that's not true. I don't love him with everything I have. I lied. I'm immediately taking that back. What, what don't true. you love him with? Is there a specific thing you don't love him with? Well, I was going to say that I love him with all my heart. But that's okay. not true. All right. Wow. That's Sorry, it's kind of mean to Bo Burnham, but okay. I know Bo is one of our um, one of our most prolific listeners. Um, yeah. But unfortunately... He keeps pinging me on Instagram. Bo, just fucking just chill out, dude. It's okay. I want you to. I want to tell you all that Mache messaged me and he said, <laughs> "I've got a guest for our podcast." Correct. And I said, "Cool." Um, and I don't know if it was. It's not important, but either way, he was like, "Have a guest for the podcast," and I was like, "Cool." Who is it? And he was like, "Tony Cantwell," and I was like, "Oh my god." Like I didn't, I didn't have time to react with my words, but in my brain, I was like, "Oh my god, I love him." This is the um, for anyone who doesn't know who Tony Cantwell is. He he did the Meanwhile at Clongos video. He's incredible. He's a great comedian. Um, that that's his I, biggest achievement. It's the Meanwhile at Clongos listen, video. Listen, honestly, that's it's a very funny I, video. I was in Chimac once, um, a chicken restaurant in Dublin, uh, back when the world was normal. Yeah, mm-hmm. cut that bit out. Ha <laughs> um, No, and there was a guy wearing a t-shirt. He was wearing Tony Cantwell merch. I was okay. very jealous. I complimented it. I was like, love your shirt. Ha <laughs> ha. And he was like, yeah, ha <laughs> ha. Do you want a soft drink? It was great. Um, Abby, I'm pretty sure you, it's pretty easy to get Tony Cantwell merch. I, I'm, I'm pretty sure you can do that. You have a no, job. No, but it was... No, no, no. But this was, it was, this just had all the names of the boys from Meanwhile at Congo's. It was like, it said Plune, Train. And Megan said that it was like limited edition. She searched it later and it's like limited edition merch. Okay. So actually, right. the joke's on you. It wasn't. I, sta- I stand corrected. I stand yeah. corrected. Okay. Fuck you, Matthew. Fair, fair enough. All right. um, so Return I, to the so I basically, I love Tony Cantwell so much. He's so funny. I love to watch him make jokes, it makes me happy. Great. So much, and we have seen him. T- we saw him together in the Dream Gun um, film reads. Yes, the Lion King one, and he was also well, in the. I, yeah, he's uh, he's always there. What's, what's the other one we seen? saw? We seen we saw uh, Lord of the Rings, and we saw Willy Wonka. Oh Willy yeah, Wonka, so we've yeah. seen him he's three all, times yeah, together, so, basically. Yeah. I've seen um, him many, many times. Yeah, yeah, but I'm talking. We're there. talking about me and my. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, sorry. Continue. Yeah. No, <laughs> so like on. my my. My admiration for him only grows with each time we've seen him. So naturally, I was like, oh my God, that's really exciting. That that is this, like, and I really, my brain didn't have the time to think over the logical aspect of this before Matthew was like, no, just kidding. It's this person. I I, I would like to say that I did it because I knew you were going to think, like, you're going to react that in your your mind. So I made the joke and then immediately I was like, no. I'm joking, just so you don't have that moment of you thinking that it's real for too long. I didn't want to hurt you. Really upset. It's really upset me. Um, so we've we've had to cancel the podcast. Uh, we've had a falling out, and uh, I didn't want to be the one to tell you guys, but 
it's over. And I'm starting a new podcast with Tony Cantwell. Um, What's it called? It's called Meanwhile in Bray. Um, and basically we oh. just do, um, we just good. recite the Meanwhile at Clongo's skit every week. What? With no change. We just recite it. Oh, so there's no adjustment for Bray or? No. It's just for um for um there's not censorship but like for licensing reasons, um he oh. sold the rights to me while Congo so we're not able to use that um as the podcast title. Unfortunately. Okay. <laughs> uh, I'm sure Tony would love so. to do. I mean, I'm sure Tony's excited for that podcast. That mm-hmm. that sounds like something he would love to do. Just recite that yeah. one skit he did every week for eternity. Yeah, that's what I do. <laughs> that's that's my existence i don't actually have a job that's just i just recite that's good okay um yeah but you know it's given us the idea maybe someday we'll dm him on instagram and say hey tony do you want to be in our podcast and he'll be like no and we'll be like that's fair well you know at least we tried then um If he ever does come on the podcast, then we have a funny story that we said on air that we can show them and be like, hey, Tony, look at that. We talked about you being here. <laughs> now, now, now Tony Cantwell is part of the lore. Yeah. Has to We've be. got now one thing One thing that can be said about Fuck Can't Kill, which mm-hmm. is the podcast we're listening to, by the way, this isn't Detective Train. Um, one thing you could say about this podcast that I think everyone would agree, including Tony Cantwell and Bo Burnham, are two um, most, as I said, most prolific listeners. Prolific listeners, um, yeah that we have we never do bits ever <laughs> yeah <laughs> we've never done a bit we never will yeah they're, they're, we are um bit serious. free we're serious about films um really serious about films and about telling you the truth we are a certified bit free podcast so mm-hmm. you can rest easy ease into your armchair or whatever the fuck you're listening to this on this too i don't know maybe you're sitting <laughs> your down maybe you're jogging your whatever whatever you got there um whatever position you're in just you know relax and and you can you know rest and, and continue easy knowing that there's gonna be no comedy and no <laughs> improvisation and no anything really i don't know why you're here there's another probably an hour from from here till the end and you're still listening why at least yeah you should do something you should make some friends or something like that maybe watch pandemic. a fucking movie for once instead of listening to people talk about it you weirdo Jesus yeah talk, talking about movies you could watch while you're at it uh <laughs> listen to that Bo. uh have you heard of the film braid bray bray the classic podcast no. starring abby and tony cantwell we can just call it Nobody Leaves. We can call it Nobody Leaves and then uh, then there's no room for mistakes. Then I can't do my we... bit? Aww. What, um, what bit? I said 100% sorry, certified we don't no have bits. bits. We don't have... Sorry, yeah, I meant when I said no bit, bits. I meant I meant my, my bitch because you're my bitch. That's what I meant. Um, it, was a slip of, it was a slip of the tongue. What can I say? Well, that's good then. Right, um, that's, that's a relief. Thank you. Yeah. Whew. <laughs> Nearly lost our certification there. Yeah. Um, yeah, so this film, honestly, who knows what it's called, because the internet says that it's called Braid, but now TV, the streaming service we used, uh, says it's called Nobody Leaves. Here's my theory. Um, uh, Braid, better title, Braid, mm. uh, but it doesn't tell you it's a horror film. 
Uh, and the poster that was there before on Now TV as well is that kind of psychedelic kind of uh, girl with the braid kind of going around kind of thing. That also doesn't tell you it's a horror film, so people are confused as to what it is. So just call it Nobody Leaves, put in a generic, oh, kind of generic, you know, generic looking shot of three women in masks on it. And it's like, yeah, it's a horror film. There you go. Just, just watch it. It's a horror film, which is I also uh, think... false advertising as well, to be <laughs> fair. I also think that Braid is um, not great for SEO. Um you're definitely going to get higher rankings on a search engine with Nobody Leaves than you are with Braid. Will you? Every time, every time I searched it, it was just telling me how to do my hair. Well, yeah, I'd be, but but then again, Nobody Leaves is such a generic title. It's like it's like any other horror film in existence. It feels like yes. you know, both are kind of bad. Um, to be fair, I can, I mean I don't Braid, know. Braid. I don't know. Like as in, I like the concept of Braid. I but I mean both are bad SEO wise. Nobody Leaves yeah. isn't very exciting. Like Nobody Leaves isn't super different. Braid is a bit more interesting. It just feels like title. the film was supposed to be called Braid to me. I mean, I don't know. It's because it's one scene in the film, but it's very specific. It's a one shot that's kind of, but like Braid can also kind of refer to something that's going on in the film. Well, no, well, nobody yeah. leaves. It's just one of the things that happens and it doesn't really matter. It's just one of the rules. Yeah, exactly. That they it's have. Like, well. So, so yeah, this film, let me look it up on my phone. I'm not allowed to type. Great. Oh my god. Me. Beautiful. Love it. I have a phone. That's good. Did you know? I have a phone. I'm saying that as though I, I didn't have at one point. Nowadays. Yeah, most people yeah, do. Yeah, I don't know why phone. I'm saying it's such a declaration. Um, do you know what else is on Now TV that I just realized? I don't know. Now TV is such a weird fucking place. This is a great, uh, it's not a bit, but it's a great story for everybody uh, who's not in Ireland or the United Kingdom. I'm sure you're fascinated to hear about now tv a service that you have no access to but anyways now tv is such a fascinating place it's like i go there and every time i'm like surprised by something that's there hidden under layers of shit uh that they just that's like big or from cinemas or that they want to advertise but they have loads of stuff like somewhere deep down that you would even you wouldn't even think to look for like stuff that's like you know, um, like artsy things that kind of came out like two years ago when we're around festivals and got good reviews and stuff, and then they disappear. Well, a lot of them are on Now TV for some reason. And it's kind of cool, but you have to look for them. It's not going to show you that it's there. Like, for example, uh, I, I found out today that Her Smell is on, on Now TV, which I did not know about. Her Smell, one of my favorite films from the last few years. Alex mm. Ross Perry directed it. Uh, Elizabeth Moss in the main role, fucking killing She's it doing as always. Great. Um, well, this looks fun. Just well, judging by the, just judging by the um, poster, I haven't read anything about yeah, it. Yeah, um, I don't know if I call it fun. Like, I don't know if fun is the correct word. Uh, if you've ever seen that Alex Ross Perry film, which you should, because he's great. He made uh, Listen Up, Philip, and uh, Queen of Earth, uh, stuff like that. It's all great. You should go go out of your way and watch it. Her smell is, um, yeah, kind of like an even an amplified version of that. It's, uh, it's very uh, hectic. It's, it's not the easiest watch. It's kind of like uncut gems. That's kind of what I would um, compare it to, just in terms of intensity and how it feels to watch it. But my point is, yeah, now TV has all sorts of stuff like that that's just kind of hidden. So sometimes stuff that didn't come out in distribution. I'm pretty sure her smell was never in Irish cinemas. I watched it at a festival. Was very lucky too. But I think it was never an official distribution. There's stuff that kind of just appears there, like uh, that new film with Jesse Eisberg, Jesse Eisberg and Imogen Poots. Oh, is uh, that on there? 
Yeah, the art of Vivarium. No, not that one. Uh, <laughs> they made a few films. <laughs> that's Vivarium short period exists, of time. though. Uh, I think it's somewhere. I, I think they were still trying. Like that's to a do... film. Yeah. <gasps> well, I remember the name so well. Yeah, Vivarium. Yeah. We talked. We talked about. I think we talked about it in the podcast. Did we talk about we it? We did, the but the I just forgot the. Like my brain didn't fully store the title, so I'm impressed that I remembered it. That's fine. Um, no, I think that that other one is called The Art of Self Defense or something like that. Doesn't matter. But that's a film that kind of you could not have seen it anywhere, but now it's on Now TV. So yeah, the thing. So the thing that I like about Now TV is like it does do that. So it'll have things like that are quite new. Like it had um, it had. I mean, okay, no, I can't think of an example, but like. It'll have oh, things that are yeah. pretty new, and it's yeah. what it is is that it gets rid of them pretty quickly. So it, I guess, yeah. it just like buys licensing, but a sh- for a shorter amount of time. Yeah. But it means that like once you catch it, you can still watch it in that time. Like, and it also, for me, it was useful for The Walking Dead and for American Horror Story. It would get them as they aired, so they would be oh, up okay. there like the day after, um, they came out. I'm not up to date with either of those shows at the moment, but that's not the point. Um, but so like they would have them and then they would all be gone pretty much once the finale had been up for say a week or they might mm. even like delete the episodes gradually um but so it's very much like a, you kind of have to catch it when it's there but it does have like good things pretty much all the time yeah um i mean it definitely has the newest things of all the streaming services right now i guess yeah not counting like premieres and, and shit like that but generally yeah um yeah, I think that's because maybe it kind of comes from Sky and it's like, it's that kind of television way of thinking about things. So it's like still, you know, get it for a shorter period, but make it like new and exciting. So people want to tune in and, and watch it. It's got like loads of Marvel shit still, even though Disney Plus is, is out. It still has got some, some Marvel yeah, stuff. Yeah, it has like, it even has like, it has Frozen 2 and stuff. Like it has some yeah. Disney stuff the same. But at the same time, yeah, all that independent things that kind of get dumped on it. And Braid is kind of one of those things that um, feels like a festival film. Um, just kind of was in circulation around, you know, probably uh, all the biggest. I, I think it was screened at like Fright Fests and stuff like that. And yeah, and then it kind of gets dumped onto streaming. But now TV picks it up or c- get it for cheap or whatever happened there. I don't know. But it's kind of cool that they're doing stuff like that as well. Yeah, um, it means it's I like, that. you know, it's nice. You can have things that are a bit more accessible. Because I think, you know, in the past few years and obviously having, it's that kind of annoying thing of like having to pay for a multitude of streaming services in order to like get a fully rounded, you know, thing. But before, like so much of watching films, it was really just you had to watch them illegally. Like you couldn't find them anywhere else. So it's nice to at least be in an era where they're much more accessible because they're also in better quality. Yeah, definitely. Like I don't really pirate stuff anymore <clears throat> or i try yeah, not to years uh sometimes i pirate something that's like really old and i can't find it anywhere mostly like euro horror stuff mm-hmm. um but like yeah like really nasty shit that nobody wants to buy anymore but it's fine but yeah but i do find myself like subscribed to most of the services uh yeah i mean like i'm I, yeah i think at this age like i'm subscribed to disney plus i'm subscribed to and disney plus is good for like a comfort watch. Like Yeah. It um also wait, no, I have to tell you a story and this can't go in the podcast. <laughs> okay. 
okay. That's but, uh, fine. That's um, okay. Anyway. So anyway, it's too bad that the story can can go on the podcast. It would be I a know. funny story on the, for the podcast, but yeah, I understand. If it were, if it would have happened to one of us, if it would have happened to me, I would have told that yeah. story. I think I only had. Yourself. I I had I had I I think I only shared myself once in my adult life, and that was <laughs> that was I mean, and it wasn't like full on either. It was just like kind of it was a mistake like i didn't uh (laughs) it usually is yeah but like i didn't calculate it properly so you know it was one of those things where i was like oh okay was you know but i was that was after i was in the hospital and i was like on medication like pretty strong medication and i was like did what did not have control over my body (laughs) yeah it happened to me before as well and i was an adult but it was the same like i was sick and i feel like that's it's usually either that you're sick or you're like incredibly drunk or something yeah um i don't know when i was drunk it never happened to me like yeah you throw up when you're drunk but um no something like that never happened to me though Mm -hmm. i once nearly peed myself when i was really drunk when i was really young and i was like probably my teens like 15 16 and i had like beers i think i had beers with my like my dad or something like that i don't remember classic uh and I, i just had a few it wasn't even that much and I remember I was going to the house because we were at like a bar near, close to our house or apartment or whatever. And I, I was like, I don't know, we were finishing up and I don't know, my dad was like, I'm just going to finish this. And I was like, I'm just going to go back and pee or something like that. And I was going there and it was like, okay. And then once I was start going into the apartment block and everything, I was like, oh, this is really bad. <laughs> oh no. Oh no. And I was like, I think on the verge of pissing myself when I, when I got in, but I don't think I did in the end. Well, I have never, I would never pee myself ever, and I oh, never tell a story yeah. of it on a podcast. <laughs> Fair enough. All this is very relevant. Myself. Yeah. Do you want to tell that story? Did you? Have you did told I? That? Did we cut it? I think I maybe said to cut it. Yeah, probably you did. Yeah, I probably and I did. That. It's all right. <laughs> it's okay. My shame. I never. Yeah, I'm trying to think of I a pee like... myself story. I feel like it's both easier and harder to pee yourself as a man. I don't know. I can't... Because men's bladders aren't as strong as women's. Yes. But also, like, you can technically just, like, take it and pee. Like, it's not the most admirable of things to do, but, like, you can. Well, okay, there are places where you can't do that. Like, a bus. Church. Uh, well, church is fine because you can get out of the church, right? Like the problem is like you if can't, you're in you can't a place, do a pee in a church. Well, no, but like going out of the church to pee like outside of the church is not that big of a deal, and people do it sometimes. It's fine. Like the problem is if you're in like a like a situation where it's like literally impossible for you to move or leave or something like that, like a bus or like a moving vehicle or a train. Like a dart is really bad because darts don't have bathrooms. Unless you're on. Sometimes I have specifically gotten the like commuter dart to a different station because i needed a piece of that like yeah i've i've been like i know this isn't going to where i'm going but i need to pee and this station doesn't have a toilet and i need to use one so i've like gotten on the dart from tara to pierce or to conley just to pee and then i'm further away from home but i'm like i need to pee (laughs) yeah yeah, that's the difference, right? Because I wouldn't have to do something like that. If I go on the dart and I really need to pee, I will just like leave at one of the stations and just pee anywhere there, right? And just hope to God that nobody sees me. But <laughs> I would do it. 
if I really had to. Once I had to get off a dart and vomit. Oh, that's nice of you that you got out. Yeah. Well, I barely. <laughs> like, I vomited, like, right on this the stage, like, the place where you stand when you're waiting for a dart. Like, that's as much as I could manage. Um, yeah. But I was going into college, and I just started a new medication, and I was like, uh, I have yeah. to eat with it, and I'd forgotten to eat with it and yeah. it was one of those where some of them are like oh you should probably not eat it on an empty stomach yeah. but it's probably fine this one it was like if you don't you will vomit yeah. as I learned yeah. quite quickly yeah. Um, yeah. so I took it I ate but I ate like after mm-hmm. and it was really like you want to eat before or with or you'll vomit it doesn't matter even if you remember right after it's too late Yeah. Um. so I ate like a little bit after and I got on the dart and then like three stops in I was like oh I don't feel well I think we're going to get sick. And I was yeah. like, no, it's fine. I'm grand. I'll be fine. And then it kept kind of coming back. And then I was like, no, I have to get off. And I was literally like, I had vomit in my mouth. Yeah. Ugh. I was like holding my hand over my mouth, getting off. And literally, <laughs> just as the doors open, I like run out and just immediately vomit all over the pavement. It was not nice. But I, I continued once, on yeah. into college for some reason. Oh, Oh, when well, that I, happened, like, I had a similar thing happen to me in high school and I went out of the bus and I vomited in like the bushes <laughs> and I was like, fuck this. This is my go to home card, you know? Yeah, I see. I was kind of like, number one, I had rehearsal for like a play thingy that I was in that was fun and I was mm. going to see my friends. So I was like, I yeah. want to do that. And also I did like what I did in college. Yeah, college part. is different. Yeah. And also if I wasn't sick, like... I knew yeah. exactly why I had vomited. If I was in primary or if I was in secondary school, I would have been like, oh, no, I have to stay yeah. home. Yeah. But with college, I also like had paid for my journey on the dart. Like there was a whole rake of things that I was like, I'm yeah. going in. Oh, I get that. Yeah. In college, it's different because, yeah, you, yeah. you start to be a person. Yeah. If but it I had remember, happened before yeah. I got on the dart, I probably would have been like, okay, I'm going to go home. But like I had already, yeah. I was already halfway. Yeah. So um, that makes sense. Yeah. When I did that in high school, I remember I vomited in the bushes and then I was like, I called my mom and I was like, I'm going home because I just vomited in the bushes and my mom was like, cool. And uh, I went home and I uh, I watched Mystery Train by uh, by Jim Jarmusch. It was great. Oh, sounds fun. I remember things in my life that happened by the movies that I watched while <laughs> this stuff was happening. It's kind of weird. Makes sense. But yeah, I watched Mystery Train that day. It was Being great. Being sick was always fun. Like, you'd be yeah. like, oh, I'm sick. I need these things. I need tomato soup a bread roll and I need a magazine with an activity in it so like when I was younger like I remember that more so when I was much younger and I'd get like an activity that came with like a tic-tac-toe yeah uh, little game or like you know that kind of thing as I got older it was like there's no magazines really that are catering to me except for like word searches and crosswords cross that's kind of hard to say crosswords 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 Um, which aren't really that fun yeah, um, I don't know. I think the I just watch sickness... TV. And play yeah, the games. worst sickness to have is migraines because yeah, you're like you can't you can't look at your phone, you can't watch a movie, you can't be like you can't do anything because screens and light hurts your eyes. So you literally yeah. just have to lie in your bed and be sad. Yeah, can't listen no, to music because ears sore. It's terrible. It's the yeah, worst. yeah. Well, sicknesses are generally not as fun anymore. Once because I know, but at least... first we're not children, second we're in a pandemic, so there's a oh playing the pandemic card. I'm not I am just I saying that we if gave you... up that. No, I'm just saying that if you have a cold right now, then 
No, I know. Like, you're just gonna, all your time you're gonna be, I mean, I will be paranoid about what the fuck's happening with me. Yeah, you're like, I've got coronavirus, it's here. Instead of just staying in my home having a fucking... uh, Great time. um, What's the name of that thing everybody drinks in Ireland? Masturbation. Uh, Oh. Oh. Lamsip. Do you drink that? Is that a country thing? Uh, Lamsip, yeah. Uh, (laughs) Lamsip, yeah. You didn't know. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, so yeah, so you just... You just drink a lamb sip and you and you watch a series all day. Like yeah, that's, yeah. that's kind of what, how it works. And yeah, I remember yeah. I watched. I had tonsillitis um, mm-hmm. a few years ago. Well, I've I've often had tonsillitis, but this specific yeah. time I had tonsillitis when I was like off college and I guess work for like a mm-hmm. week or so, and I watched all of Freaks and Geeks, and it was great. Oh great! I've never seen that. I really want to. What? It's so good. Yeah. Well, that's the Apato stuff. Yeah, we talked about it at some mm-hmm. point. You haven't seen the films, but you've seen Freaks and Geeks, which is, yeah, pretty good. I'm an OG. Hmm. It's great. It's got um, all the th- the people. But yeah, it's got children. everybody, yeah. yeah. Linda Cardellini. I think the lesbians really like Linda Cardellini. I'm not sure why. She's a very attractive woman, but the lesbians seem to love her for some reason. Well, uh, she is a woman, so I guess that checks out. She do have titties. Do have titties. Allegedly. I believe that. I think it's because of Velma, actually. I think it's when she was in Scooby-Doo. Yeah, she's really good at that, yeah. So Braid. Yeah, how do we get back to Braid? I was thinking of a segue, and I was like, there's this impossible at this point. Yeah, there's no segue possible. There's no segue. Um, so the reason I took my phone out, Yeah. which God knows at this point where we ended up, but um, <laughs> so we... <laughs> This week we watched Brit. Welcome back to the podcast. Um, yeah, fuck on kill. <laughs> we email us at fhkpodcast.com. At, I mean fhkpodcast at gmail.com. Where's the strangest place you have vomited? Um. So and, braid and or pissed yourself or shat yourself. Shat yourself. Um. Any of those things. Just I don't tell know. us. Had a uh, premature ejaculation. I don't know. Yeah. Just let us know. Just let us know uh, what bodily function came out of you and why. Thank you. And where? And where, yeah. And who? Place. Who? And um, uh, what? Yeah. <laughs> what is the what? Yeah, yeah. All of it is, <laughs> all of it is answered. Yes, thank you. Um, okay, so we watched Braid. Yeah. Which was, I believe, or... Wait, fuck. <clears throat> We're so professional. No, you're right. We watched Braid. Mm-hmm. Also known as Nobody Leaves. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't... I think... I guess the braid is the popular title. I kind of assume that maybe Nobody Leaves is like the Irish title and, and the UK title. like. So. But I feel like it's that same thing of like the same as February and the Blackout's Daughter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where like they kind of for some... Or, or, and like Zootopia, they need to have a different name in a yeah. different country. Like it's Zootopolis. Was it Zootopolis? Zootopolis? Zootropia? Zoo... Travelers? I don't remember what. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Anyway, you probably. lose the pun number one, but um. Yeah. Anyway, it's not. It doesn't matter. We watched it. If you're looking for it on Now TV, it's called Nobody Leaves, um, yeah. and it's directed by Mitzi Peron. Peron. Pierre One. I don't. I gotta be honest. I don't know how to pronounce her name. It's probably Perone or something because she's from Italy, mm-hmm. and you'll never guess. Um. You'll never guess what she studied in college. Uh, she theater? studied philosophy, 
art history, Greek tragedy, opera and literature. Greek tragedy and opera are the main ones that I feel like Mm -hmm. are kind of relevant here. Okay, sure. With the film. I mean, there's an opera scene. Yeah, there's, I guess, a lot of kind of Greek tragedy stuff happening. The thing about the Greek aspect is that I thought, I talked to Parker about it after I watched it. And I was like, I really thought it was going to all mean a bit more than it did. But anyway, we'll get to that. Um, did Barker watch that as well? No, I just, I fa- I was FaceTiming him after I'd watched it. Oh, yeah. And I was gotcha. talking about it. Mm-hmm. He likes me to talk to him about the films. Um, cool. But, so, I also feel like this is one of the shortest films we've watched. Yeah, it's, it's, Which a, is it's, quite a, nice. it's a nice gentleman's 80 minutes. Very good. Uh, yeah, it's a, it's like a, because like, it's just short films are like, no, it's not a short film, but films that are shorter are just nice. Like yeah. it's, you look at the time and you're like, oh, that's nice. Like that's not going to take so much time. And I mean, I feel like generally a good film that is also long, you don't feel the length as much. Yeah. Don't take that sound bite. Um, but you don't. <laughs> It doesn't seem as long because you're enjoying it. I can't... Anyway, penises. Um, but yeah, it's a nice 80 minutes. Um, yeah. It's not too intimidating. And it doesn't need more than 80 minutes. Oh, yeah. 100%. And a lot of those... Like, yeah, that's that's one of the problems with those horror films. And gen- generally genre films were getting a bit longish recently. Yeah. And films there's a new general... trend that's kind of getting it down, I think. So that's good. Yeah, because there, there's kind of there's this this concept of like a good like not that anyone has specifically said this, but it's like you know a good film has to be over two hours, and it's like I wish I please don't. That's why TV shows yeah. are doing so well, and that's probably why a lot of films are being like, oh, maybe we should get our time down, because TV shows like you know that kind of we talked in college about like I think we refer to it as quality TV that there was like this surgence of TV shows that were like deemed to be good, like, like black mirror and that kind of thing. Um, and it's this thing of like, you know, audiences, attention spans, especially like in the digital age, like where we have our phones and a lot of the time, you know, if you're going to watch a movie and say at home, you might also be on your phone at the same time. Um, you need to get, which you shouldn't be, but listen, it happens. Um, but you know, so it's like your attention span is that like the attention span of everyone I feel has definitely gotten it's it can't withstand as much as it maybe used to before we we're like now we're kind of we're hyper stimulated so it's like there's so much going on and it's like you need to really keep my attention and that's why tv shows do a really good job because while people will actually like binge a tv show and end up spending more time than they would have if they watched a film it's like in these neat little snippets that you can like compartmentalize the information. Anyway, yeah, I think it's uh, I think it's a weird way. To, I think people forgot that that films were always ninety minutes, <laughs> and every, yeah. everything like that was just always a thing, and that's a it's a good time. And a lot of like great directors stuck to that time. You know, a lot of art directors stuck to that time. If, if you watch an Ingmar Bergman film, there's, there are big chances it's ninety minutes, except if mm-hmm. you're watching like a late one. But usually, like a lot of those were ninety minutes, and then they were done. Early Fellini's 90 minutes too. I feel like it's kind of, there's like a cycle because silent films, they used to make really long ones. Like not all of them were super long, but like 
Birth of a Nation. Is yeah, like D.W. Griffith three was and a half hours. Well, that's the only know. example I can remember, to be honest. Well, yeah, that's Birth of a Nation. You know, he he just um, he had a lot of things to say about race, and that they were all terrible. So he needed a long time to get all that messaging through. You know about the Ku Klux Klan being great and all that. So you know he just needed the time. But um, I, I I still haven't seen Birth of a Nation, and I I'm very happy that I got for college without needing to. But I did see Intolerance, which is also like fucking three hours something, and that was a oof, that was a challenge. No, so yeah, so D.W. Griffith made Birth of a Nation uh, widely considered a racist film now, and then he was like, and then people were like, oh, that was racist, D.W. And D.W. was like, no, that's not what I meant. And he made a film called Intolerance, as if that would fix it. <laughs> yeah, I I was supposed to watch um, Birth of a Nation in college. Yeah. It was like one of the... They, they try and like baptize you with fire. They're like, yeah. watch this three hour long racist film yeah. that's got no words in it. Yeah. Um, well, that's And I was like, no. That's how the history of the cinema starts. So yeah, that's kind of what you start with. That's the problem yeah. with film studies. But that's kind of... I think you... I mean, how it, it is a film that is important to the story of film. Like, there's no way to go about like around that. It's the same. Yeah, it, it pioneered. It pioneered a lot of like techniques and stuff. So you can't. You know, it's un- very unfortunate that it happens film. through such vitriol. Yeah. It's the same with like Lady um, Riefenstahl, you know, and and uh, Triumph of the Will and all those Nazi films and stuff like that, you know. And it's a discussion yeah. to be had that we're not going to have on this podcast because it's a lengthy discussion that, you know, <laughs> that you would need to prepare for in terms of whether you should watch those films at all or just discard them. But anyways, talking about length, D.W. Griffith made very long films, but that was not the case for a lot of those. And, you know, Charlie Chaplin didn't make very long films and they were better. <laughs> yeah. And you can still watch them today and like have a good time watching them. They're not painful. They're great fun. They're so cool. They're so good. The kid is like an hour, I think. 17 minutes, Whoa. maybe? And it's so good. Oh my god, the kid is so good. I feel like a lot of silent films weren't as long because they made so many. I guess yeah. D.W. Griffith was kind of like, I just want to make a long film. Whereas, like, because I'm looking at Lillian Gish, who's like a very um, she was a big silent film actor actress well actor yeah. it's the same thing um and like her filmography is split into like years it's like 1912 she did these films 1913 she did these films and there's a lot of films yeah they were, they and were I mean, bumping those out at that point in time yeah right? like and it was just but because i was checking how long broken blossoms was she was also in birth of a nation she was someone called elsie and i've literally not watched it um but i'm trying there's a film that I actually like. It's probably the one of the very few silent films that I liked. And I think Lillian Gish was in it. There's loads of great silent films. The Wind. Um, it was her last silent film. The Wind film. is great. Yeah, The Wind is I really awesome. I like The Wind. It's a really great film. And it's a short one as well. And It's, it's 95 uh, minutes. So it's like yeah. a little bit longer. But still, like Broken right. Blossoms was 78 minutes. Which is about the length that Braid was. It's fun though because a I think the, yeah, the wind feels like a very compact film because it's a very specific idea and then it kind of all takes place in that one place and um, yeah, it's just it's, it feels very compact when I think back on it and it's, it's really good mm-hmm. as well. Um, yeah. There are lots of great silent films and I think you can still watch a lot of silent films and have great fun with them. 
Uh, you can watch silent films on YouTube. I guess no one cares about the rights because they're all dead. So well, well, we're we're getting near to like hundred years, and that's usually when copyright uh, stops uh, having an effect. So yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, that makes sense. Yeah, like Birth of a Nation is over a hundred years old now, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, you could probably like find it on archive.org or, or something like that. I don't know. Yeah. I would assume so. I think it's on YouTube. I think. Yeah, probably. I don't know. You know, you can also know. watch them in double time. That's what I did. Made the time go by quicker. Don't approve of that. Don't approve of that at all. Yeah. Anyway, I'm not sure how we've gotten onto this. We started talking with the length of films length and they were talking about racism. Yeah. Someday we'll we'll tell you all about history. But we for will. today, we are we're educated. Talk about we braid. can do it. We are uh, educated. Educated <laughs> film. I I can talk about film history a lot. I guess. Yeah. Same. We just don't show it. Instead, we just talk about pee pee poo poo. <laughs> <laughs> It's, we have two. There are there are two. Uh, there, we just go from one end of the structure to the other. It's either stories about how you shit, shit yourself or uh, the story of cinema in the 1930s. That's basically what you get. That's all we can Kale. do. We're just That's yeah. It's one or the do. other. There's nothing in between. <laughs> no, sorry. All right. If you wanted okay. to have a leveled amount of intelligence, too bad. No, no. Braid. Not here. Um, braid. <laughs> braid. Yes. Did you like it? Braid. Um, yeah, I liked it. I think I probably liked it more so for like the aesthetics, which mm-hmm. happens a lot. Um, like I like one of the things I really like is the merging of like femininity with horror. Yeah, like I always think that's like a really good yeah um combination. It um, definitely got me thinking that we we're not doing en- enough like women directed <laughs> films on this podcast. We we not. did like I think, I think we talked about that though. Yeah. Yeah. But I do think we have called that out to ourselves, so we do also know. Oh, that. so it's fine then. Yeah, it's whatever. <laughs> well, I might be a misogynist, but, like... <laughs> but I know. <laughs> but you know, at least I know. Um, no, I think we noticed it recently. Um, so we mm. are. Listen, guys, season three is the season of the pussy. Oh, the season of the pussy. We should just do female-directed films. Does that? Well, not... it would be three possible. episodes. It would be three episodes. Well, I'm I, I not can... allowed to make film. I can Women think not of... know how to make film. I probably can think of 20 uh, horror films directed by women, but then that means we don't have anything for any... For They'd all reasons. be too good. Uh, They'd all like, be too good. So unless, like, like, Jennifer Kent comes out and does, like, five films next year, I think that if we do, like, a season only for women directors, then we just kind of fuck ourselves over. Yeah. No, it'll, it's not as fun. It's, you have to spread it out. Yeah. But, yeah. Jennifer's Body is directed by a woman, isn't it? It is, yeah, indeed. And I, I have another film I want to talk about that's directed by a woman. So, yeah, we'll, we'll have two, I hope, well, at least. Um, Maybe but, more. yeah, so this one, and this one as well is directed by a young woman. And I do feel like it shows. Um, yeah. Generally. For sure. But, yeah, so basically, this film. Yes. Has. This is the second Madeline Brewer film we've done. I love her. She's great. Yeah, she's very good. Very good in she's this. She's so as talented. Well. Yeah, she's very good in this. Um, I also saw her in Hustlers. Range. She's on Hustlers. Does she get naked? No, because she's not a stripper. Aww. She's just one of the other characters. Um, but she's pretty good. She's just there for a second, but she's good in that. <clears throat> oh, interesting. She's in um, she's in Orange Is the New Black, and she's so good in that. Oh, okay, cool. Uh, yeah, um, I think she's got a lot of good things coming her way. Hopefully. Yeah. Um. But yeah. So. This film starts off. Yes. With, there's it does three start. women. It just it starts. One thing about this film is that it has a beginning, middle, and an end. That's not actually. I mean, is true. that true? It doesn't <laughs> I'm even, not yeah, really it's sure. Not even true. <laughs> it's a okay, film where stuff it happens. It's it's okay. So yeah. 
basically, uh, it's a film. I think there there are a few problems with this film. I think um, I also generally enjoyed it, um, hmm. and I think I enjoyed it more as it went along and kind of I got accustomed to to stuff. But I think it's a film that definitely doesn't tell you what it's doing very clearly at the start. So it takes a while for you to settle in. And because it's 80 minutes, you don't even have that much time to settle in. So by the time you maybe realize what this film is trying to do, it's going to be over. That's kind of what happened to me. I was like, yeah. oh, so this is this kind of thing. And then it was over. And I was like, oh, okay. Then. Yeah, um, I also think it, it gives you like... It, it leaves you with more questions than answers, but like not in the good way, where there's things and you're like, wait, I feel like this is just a plot hole. Like, this thing happened and I can't explain how that happened while this also happened. Like, why would that happen with this, keeping all, taking all of this into consideration, why would that happen? Unlike minor things, but still I was like, that doesn't make sense. Oh, they're not minor things, I think. I think they're very (laughs) major things. Yeah, but the one thing that I came was minor. I don't think it's that big of a deal if you set it up properly, which I don't think this is, to to Mm -hmm. be fair. Like, I think this is just like, the setup kind of tells you it's a different kind of film, but then once you get to it, it's actually kind of switches gears into into something different, which kind of explains a lot of the things that were weird about the first half of the film, but then yeah, also makes it kind of a disjointed experience. This film is something, I mean, it reminded me of like a film you would see at, at a horror ton. Um, I feel like I talk about horror ton a lot on this podcast and I never explain <laughs> what it is. So horror ton is a, is a thing that happens at the Irish Film Institute every year. It's just basically like five, six days of, of horror films, like all day. So you just watch new horror films for a whole day. It usually starts around 1 p.m. and finishes around midnight. And there are like no breaks in between. So you just basically, mm-hmm. if, you, if you want to, you can just go to the cinema and just sit there for 12 straight hours and watch horror films and uh, lose your mind. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what if they were all crazy. psychological horror films? Do you um, think you would go insane? Yeah, you would. I mean, they they play a variety of stuff. They did play Martyrs once, and I think they played Martyrs as a surprise film, which is like the the most cruel thing I can fucking imagine is to play a surprise (laughs) film and play Martyrs to somebody. It's like it's such a slap in the face. But anyways, I might be wrong. I might be wrong. By the way, I don't know if it was a surprise film. I know they played it. I know they played it. So you know. Anyways, uh, so this is the kind of film that I think they would put like at the bottom of the block, you know, um, Mm -hmm. as something weird, like not the last film of the day, but like the one before, kind of the underdog to kind of get into, you know, not the big thing that people are waiting for. Yeah, exactly. Not the one that people are waiting for, but the one kind of leading up to it. So a lot of people go see it and it's going to hit some people in the right way, because I think this is a film that... If I saw it at a Horton, I'd probably like it more because it's kind of a good environment for something like this. Uh, because you're kind of yeah. used to things being shitty and all over the place. And when it's got a vision or an idea or there's something going on in the background, that's already kind of enough to to yeah. impress you. So because I watched it at home, I don't think it worked as well. But, I, you know, I think as a debut feature, this is interesting. Yeah, I mean, it's her first feature film. Um, yeah. It's the, it's, and it's like the third so she made two short films before so i mean yeah. for her like third film so to speak it's good pretty good. it's pretty good you know um yeah but yeah so basically general plot it's about these three women two of them they were they were the, so okay it's about three women and they were all friends when they were younger like when they were children 
and two of them are now drug dealers for the per I think that they live in New York and they're drug dealers basically for the purpose of like paying their student loans and kind of trying to get by. They're both It's a very confusing scene which uh, which which you don't know why it's confusing until later on, I guess, but it's very confusing. I yeah. I, I was watching it and I just my note was some girls busted for drugs question mark what happened <laughs> and i guess then the film yeah. starts because they're, they're like hanging around in the room and they're talking shit and then there are police sirens and police come and they run away and because it's a low budget film you don't see the police or anything so it's just very, very <laughs> they confusing. couldn't afford the police yeah um, the, the weird thing as well is that like they weren't okay so yeah they're they're living in like what looks like a crack house um but that they've kind yeah. of decorated nicely it's got like a mattress on the floor but they've put some fairy lights up so it's nice and they're like organizing drugs, and also one of them is taking drugs at the same time. Yes. Um, and they're they're, they're just having a chat, um, talking oh, no. about their drug business, etc. And then yeah, the sirens start going off and getting closer. And the thing is, and I guess maybe because it's New York City, but I'm like, why didn't the drug or why didn't the sirens spook them a little bit? Yeah, they, they weren't they spooked until there was a knock on the door, being like, eh, "Open up, Mister Police." Um. And it's like, I mean, if I was doing something illegal, so much, I know I can't drive, but like if I was doing something illegal so much as like I ran a red light or like if I, like even if I ran a red light two hours ago, I don't know. Okay, that's, I can't actually compare it because I haven't. It's not a so, good okay, comparison. Wait. <laughs> it's not a good comparison. Okay, say <laughs> if I had a joint in my bag and I heard the police, I'd be spooked. Even, even if... I wasn't making it clear that I had drugs. You know, like, I'd be spooked if I heard the police or saw yeah. the police for so. I you know? So if you have... They've got so much drugs just yes, laying that in they there. Literally that they literally have, clearly, like, enough... They're the, clearly the drugs distributing. Because sell, yeah. Yeah. selling is, is a much higher um, crime. Yeah. So, like, they're not spooked at all. And then they're just, like, run out and they manage to escape, like, via the, the fire escape. It's that classic kind of, like, stairs down the side of the building, New York fire escape. Yeah, so they escape and they get on a train. Yeah, and they're on the run. They're on um, the run on a train. Uh, their their drug dealer that they were supposed to meet with is called Coco. So Coco is angry at them. Yeah, Coco is angry. Whatever. They get on the train. The train is confusing. It's a confusing scene. Um, the editing in this film is very fast. It's got this kind of mm-hmm. upbeat, kind of modern, um, quick cuts sensibility to it and also loads of camera movements lots of like yeah the camera's just running around all over the place and, and that somehow, was annoying like, it has a yeah it has a kind of a like everything is super high quality like the cameras are good quality but it has some kind of a budget feel or like a oh, yeah. maybe not a budget feel but like a like a student film feel yeah definitely where they're like you know the camera's tilting there's different like colors at different points for whatever reason like yeah the you color know, there'll grading be a filter definitely. yeah and stuff like that and like i don't know there's decisions that are made that were decisions for sure yeah but very like you know very much like a kind of a student film feeling definitely. yeah definitely uh so yeah i just said that yeah my my feeling at the time was that the film should chill a bit but <laughs> yeah retrospectively it, there is a point to it because the film wants to kind of get you to a certain way of thinking because it's a it's a high tempo film it's gonna go by yeah, quickly I mean, so you have to kind of get on with it <laughs> there's kind of the the aspect that like 
they're sort of tripping throughout the film. Yeah. So I feel like she kind of wants you to be tripping with them a bit as yeah. much as possible. Um, you know, she wants to put you in a kind of weird state of mind. Yeah. Which I think she does successfully. Sure. Um, yeah, and it's so degree. fast paced that it kind of encourages you to keep fast paced with it. Yeah. I think I, I think generally watching. yeah it's not too bad that it's fast paced although yeah I would I would rethink some of those things uh, that she does yeah. anyways um there so basically there's a scene where um one of the girls I I can't for the life of me remember the the name of the Petula. blonde girl her name is Petula. Petula there you go I just I can't remember that name for the life of me for some reason uh, whatever <laughs> it's a uh, weird name she has an encounter with the the guy who checks tickets and he seems to be upset with her. But then it turns out that he knows her because she's a dominatrix or something. So yeah, which is never go, explored further. Which is never explored further and never comes back. And that's one of the things that does not make sense in this film. Is that they go <laughs> into the bathroom and they have a little session where she's dominating him. And I have no idea what that means. But uh, anyways. So I do, I kind of, again, retrospectively, I feel like, so yeah, they don't have tickets. And so she's like, he's like, I recognize you. And she's like, yeah, I'm an actress. And he's like, no, I think I recognize you. And then she kind of pulls him in and basically there's the whole, like, he is immediately, like, being submissive and being like, oh, yeah, yeah. it's you. Um, and then she's like, you know, me and my friend don't have tickets. Yeah. Um, Ten minutes. You can, yeah, whatever. Um, and also that just, like, seems like a really easy life. Like, you get, you charge someone for for your time, but you don't have to do anything except, like, stand there and be like, fuck you, you little piss baby. Like, that's all you have to do. Like, <laughs> you don't have to even touch his pee-pee. Oftentimes, they want you to, like, laugh at it. It's great. Like, I watched um, Euphoria on their TV, mm-hmm. which is so good. You should watch it. It's so great. Okay. Um, but so one of the girls becomes a cam girl and, like, is basically doing, like, the first one she has, the guy is like, tell me how small my penis is. <laughs> and she's like, what the fuck? But, she, like, she gets loads of money and the guy just wants to be humiliated. What easy money. Amazing. Anyway. Go for it. Yeah, anyway, so that's that's essentially what happens. But I guess, I think in retrospect, it's kind of the whole thing of, like, she has never stopped playing. I feel like you can kind of tie it back to that, that it's like, you know, it's a type of play. It's a much more adult play. Because this whole film is about playing. But... And, like, playing make-believe. And I mean, when you're being a dominatrix, you're kind of just playing make-believe in a more extreme way. But spoilers for the film. By the way, we're going to spoil the film. So if you want to see this film, you better... <laughs> if I you've mean, never listened to this podcast before, yeah, um, we're gonna we spoil, spoil the film. That's the whole but, fucking point. Anyways, if you want to go see Braid, then you go see it first because I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to spoil it now. But anyways. Um, <laughs> um, but in, like, taking into account the ending, they're not on the train, right? The train is, is not there. I don't know. That's how I got it. I don't know. That's <laughs> I don't how I understood know. it. I thought the I train is the are. toy train. Are they? <laughs> I don't. I don't know. Well, yeah. I, I guess that's. Know. I guess we don't know. I think, for, I think for that sure. they are. No, because right. So there's the homeless man, and the homeless man, when they get out of the taxi in, so they go to Vermont. Yeah. They go to Montpellier yeah. in, in Vermont. So I ride by the train. And when yeah. they get out of the taxi, the homeless man just goes. So he says something along. I think I wrote it down. He says, yeah, "You always come back, you old witch." So I mean, they always come back. Yeah. So they I always. I don't keep know. Coming. But then, <laughs> all right, whatever. But then, what's the fucking um, 
What's the shot? Because there's a shot when they're um, when one of them sticks the gum to the back to the under the seat, and there's a quick shot that kind of cuts to that other shot of the um, that later comes the back sofa. as the shot of the yeah of the sofa and the and the diary under the sofa. What's that about that? Because <laughs> it's so out of place. And I was like, oh, what's that? When I was watching it for the first time, and then kind of you see that shot again, and you're like, oh, okay, so that means that is the same know. place. I kind of. So my brain more so associated that with like, and obviously then at the end it's like, well, okay, maybe that's it was this, but like when it happened at the start, like they were kind of interweaving the start with like flashbacks of them as kids. Yeah. So my brain kind of because like this is a house mm. they used to spend a lot of time at as 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 children. So my brain was more like, oh, Petra used to always chew gum and put it under the sofa. Yeah. Oh, okay. And so yeah, it's just true. kind of showing her habits and like the fact that she still does a lot of her childish habits. But I mm. like I don't know, and I maybe we'll never know. Like who knows? All I don't right. know okay that's, that's possible <laughs> i think it can be interpreted in many ways though like yeah. maybe they are on the train maybe they're not i don't know what is the train what does the train mean <laughs> this is welcome to what does the train mean a spin-off of detective train um and that's what the detective is looking to find out we finally learn what detective train is trying to find out um, what does the train mean man what does it mean <laughs> Uh, you know, it's it's just he wants to find out what it all was. It who's on the train? Are they? It's all just a slow ride to death. <laughs> Fucking pointless. Uh, I don't have a ticket. I didn't buy a ticket for life, man. Uh. I just hopped on this bitch. <laughs> I just hopped on this purchase. Yeah. So yeah, basically, yeah, they don't have tickets. If there's if the train exists, they don't have tickets for it. Um, <laughs> I don't like. Who knows? Um, yeah. Yes. Uh, that's true. <laughs> um, okay. But they're they get off but the they're train, also they... yeah. No, no, no. We're not there yet. Okay. Shut the fuck up. Um, okay. So yeah. <laughs> so they're both high on the train. They're taking drugs. There's people on the train, but I feel like I feel like so there's the other character Tilda is her name. And yes. I feel like she, when retrospectively, can be our reality. So there's a part where she's on the train, someone looks at her and like smiles and she's like, what the fuck are you looking at? It's so, like yeah. she interacts with someone. So I feel like that makes me think the train's there. I don't know. Anyway. That's um, quite, yeah, yeah. You know what? Maybe I'm too, I, maybe I just, yeah. Maybe I'm too focused on that I dream, that the whole dream thing. Yeah. I, I don't know. know. Um, oh, whatever. But yeah, so they're both high, and then in like there's interwoven flashbacks, like I mostly for this point anyway, while they're on the train, like showing them as kids, kind of playing around, laughing. Um, yeah. I think it's maybe no, it's not. Um, and then it flashes up saying, "Rule one: Everyone must play." Um. Then they're there. They arrive. The homeless yeah, so man the- and the the homeless man's name. I wrote it down. Hmm. The homeless man's name is, it's in the credits, that's why I know, is Theresius. It says, Theresius, the um, the ominous homeless man. Um, And so in Greek mythology, Theresius was a blind prophet. Dude! So he's, he's holding, so he's holding um alcohol. So he's blinded by alcohol. And also he's kind of being a prophet. And he goes later, he goes to the police and he's like, hey, I fed the girls who are missing. I know where they are. I, or I, like, I saw them and they're like, yeah, right. And they don't believe him because he's blind, but he's a prophet and he knows. And listen, you might think, hey, this Greek thing's going to 
be a theme, isn't it? And you'd think it would. It's not. That's well, it. That's the only bit. All right, so they. <laughs> I really, I really thought all their names were gonna mean something, and they just didn't accept his. Oh, they just try to Google like all their names and try to find their names. Were, the names. Their names were so fucking weird. I was like, surely this needs to mean. Yeah, something. like that blonde girl's name. I, I already forgot it. I just Petula. can't fucking remember it. Petula. Yeah, it's like Petula. They called her Petula, but it's like Petula, like Petula Clark, who sings downtown. Um, but their names just don't really mean anything. Daphne was a greek figure i think she was a nymph and she like was like associated with like floral stuff and like fauna so she was just like a woodland nymph i guess and then she got turned into a tree or she helped out velma and the gang (laughs) uncover some ghosts so zoinks matche you might be onto something there there you go Oh God! Um, <laughs> anyway, so they're going to visit Daphne. They're going yeah. to visit her because she's got a safe full of money. That's basically what mm-hmm. she needs to know. They're going to her yeah. place, and they're talking about how they're gonna have to play the game because Daphne wants to always play the game. Yeah, they're like, we'll have to play. They have to play the game, so they go to the house, and yeah, it basically just Stop. throws you into the game. What? There's a flashback. Okay. And it's the three kids playing, but one of them is like reluctant, and the reluctant one is, I think, the reluctant one is Tilda, Tilda who is the yeah, because it's that it's that uh, yeah, it's the film is taking like yeah, it's it's trying to take your attention away from the, it's setting it up. So yeah. Tilda is the reluctant one, um, and basically, so that's one setup we have is that they th- the three of them play. One of them is the mom, one of them is the daughter, and one of them is the doctor. Yeah. Um, Tilda is the one who has to play the daughter and she's like no you're not my mom um, and she's just like yeah. we have to we have to play I am your mom um, and then yeah so then Tilda next thing we see her is wearing a school uniform and she walks into the house and she's like hey mom which is fucking weird I mean yeah and they're then, playing the game so we kind of get yeah. that okay so she's the it's just daughter. it's definitely it's like jarring because you don't expect her to like immediately slip into it's very it's quite like Duke of Burgundy it's that same thing where it's like okay so we're just doing this we're just immediately doing this okay yeah and Daphne but, is like yeah. Daphne seems to be like taken off guard but is like excited and like immediately slips into it and then yeah Petula puts their stuff so like their phones and their cards into into the post box and then she has like a doctor suitcase that has all like the tools in it Daphne makes a sandwich really erratically. Oh, it's um, terrible. For Tilda. That, that, yeah, she makes her PB&J. It's, yeah, it's The bread terrible. rips. Looks terrible. Yeah. Have you ever had a PB&J? I did in the office. It was pretty good. Yeah, I had one in the office as well, but I made it with toast. Because I don't like, yeah, I I don't like I squishy too. bread. It was yeah. fine. It was like, fun. I had... Um, it wasn't great. I had raspberry jam. I think it's supposed to be like strawberry jam, probably. I don't remember what I had, but I think Sonia told me that uh, it didn't have enough of something. That makes sense. Either way, it was fine. I don't get what the hype's about. Yeah, I don't anyway. get it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, and then Daphne, yeah, and the... like, yeah. And then the other girl comes in, right? Um, or no, do we... so then, yeah. I think we learned the other rules, right, at this point in time? We can't, um, not yet. I've written down each one as they popped up. We learned them next. So yeah, so what happens is 
Daphne like angrily tells Tilda she's like you need to clean your nails and your teeth he's gonna be here any second or something like that yeah. and then Petula arrives as the doctor she's wearing a mask which and I immediately was like this is gonna be a super easy Instagram post because I just yeah. need to get that picture you just need to get that of her yeah. in the mask amazing yeah, there you go. Um, perfect but so they're playing so they're playing doctor and this is when mm-hmm. we learn the rules so it's like I think like does she remind her of the rules I don't remember does it flash them up oh no it's written it, down it's like yeah. it's like a crochet or something yeah. and the rules are number one everybody must play number two no outsiders number three nobody leaves yeah um, pretty yeah. straightforward rules honestly um, mm-hmm. not that interesting even in any way no, they're pretty basic. Um, pretty basic. And you can kind of guess how they're going to play around with them. It's like... Yeah. No, nobody leaves. I think somebody might try and leave. No outsiders allowed. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. Well, what could happen with that? Hmm. I'm sure they're going to um, allow an outsider. Perhaps. Um, yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, the, the, the blonde girl comes in as the doctor. And uh, she's supposed to do a checkup on the daughter. And um, that's another scene that I don't really understand in context. But generally, that whole part of why is it's like, why is the game violent is not really outlined or I don't really get why. But anyways, she does a checkup of the of the girl and... Um, yeah, she says everything's fine, but then they're like, oh, you need to check this and that and whatever. And um, first she checks with her, like she does this thing where she hammers the, the knee to see if it bounces back. Um, Which that's the thing that makes, that's the one thing that I'm like, well, I don't understand. So yeah. spoiler alert, Tilda, I don't want to say it. What? I just okay. I'll just. I don't want to spoil it until like we get there. Like I want them to kind of enjoy the ride of the film with us. <laughs> um, okay. I guess, but I mean, maybe not. Who knows? Tony, what do you think? You're our most prolific listener. What do you think? Bo, anybody? What does the audience think? Where'd that bit ever go? We don't do bits anyway. Um. <laughs> but okay, so yeah, she hits her knee with like a meat mallet. Which yeah, hurts. she hits her, clearly yeah. hurts quite a bit. Yeah, there's like a and little just, bit of blood. It's not crazy, but like it's. I mean, it is pretty crazy. It would hurt quite a lot. I don't yeah. know why it didn't hurt. Like I don't know why it didn't damage her knee a bit more. Yeah. But then, yeah, it's that thing of retrospectively. I don't understand why that happened. I have no idea you know? either. Anyway. Um, okay, so that happens, whatever. and then the doctor is supposed to stay for dinner or something. Yeah. It's part of the have, game. Yeah, and they have jelly for dinner. <laughs> I guess every child's dream. Just uh, also, yeah, the, the child is like uh, uh, tied to the chair, and the doctor yeah. is just sitting there. It's like normal. <laughs> well, I think also maybe there's an element of like that kind of makes sense. I they think. well because she says to um so Daphne says to the doctor, aka Petula, she's like, um oh her posture is really bad, and that's yeah. like one of those things that they do for postures they tie. A rope, like it happens in Princess Diaries, and I watched that really recently. That is why I, I'm saying this. Um, they she, they sit her on the thing, and they tie rope around her shoulders, so she has to sit up straight. So I yeah. feel like you could kind of just associate it with that. I'm not exactly sure if it's supposed to be holding it. her hostage, so to speak, because her hands are free. Yeah. Like she's able to not super free, but like she's able to like get her knife and fork. So I yeah. do think it's actually possibly a posture thing. 
Okay, fair enough. Um, yeah, so then the doctor goes to bed. And then I've just written, I guess they both hallucinate. <laughs> yeah, there's some hallucination stuff going on, which is going to come back throughout the film. Uh, I think there's some, uh, yeah, hair falling out from the from the daughter. I don't know. I don't even remember right now. What I do remember is... I, I think I was is... just like, I don't know what to do with this information, so I'm yeah. just going to write, I guess but, they both hallucinate. But what happens, though, is that the doctor comes downstairs and finds Daphne, and um, they have pretend sex, which is yes. great. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Uh, well, well, it's weird. So basically so what what's going on is that they're playing the game to find the safe so they're kind of i guess stalling for time so they they do the game with daphne but the idea is while we're doing the game we're gonna find the safe and take the money and then get the fuck out of here i think there's the degree to which they need to i think they know again like it's one of those films that you watch it and then you try and talk about it as how you were thinking at the time and it's like well nothing makes sense anymore um yeah (laughs) but at the time i kind of translated it as like petula and tilda know that they can manipulate daphne in a certain way but -hmm. they just need to play along with her game like that's kind of all she cares about yeah once they play along with her game it'll be fine so like they kind of need to appease her to a certain extent and play to a certain point yeah and before they can get what they want. And they have 48 yeah. hours. That's the other thing. Coco is like, you have 48 hours to get me my money, I guess. Um, Yeah, but one thing I wrote was that, like... So Daphne holds a knife to Petula yeah. and kisses yeah. her. And then they have fake sex. And I was like, it's kind of like it's a routine. Like, they easily slip into the, like, fake sex thing. As though it's something yeah. they've, like, done before. That's that's a good observation. That's I guess that's true. I was a bit... It's like, yeah, maybe I didn't notice that because I was too surprised that they had they're having fake sex. Yeah, but it, but it just like I think it's just that thing. It happened so easily in a way that like the fact that it is if it was normal sex, then I'd be like, yeah. But I mean, no one is being. I mean, Daphne maybe, but like no one's necessarily being stimulated. Well, Daphne Beyond, is like supposed, yeah. I guess, but yeah, the doctor looks pretty uncomfortable. But she's all, like, she's doing it. Oh, yeah. You know, I don't know. Anyway, that was just kind of how I felt about it. I was like, it seems like they've done this before. Yeah, like, you know, that pretend penis slips in. Very pretend easy, (laughs) so. Uh, Okay, so that scene is over. Um, What happens Um, later? So next, it, it becomes black and white at some point. There's probably something in between. At this point, I learned their names, so I wrote them down. Um, Good. And then, um, and then, it becomes black and white. And Tilda is asking Petula for drugs. So Petula's kind of the one who's in control in this scenario, in this like relationship. It seems. Um, until so she asks Petula for drugs, and Tilda thinks that it's Vicodin, but it's actually I think LSD. PC, I'm not sure. It's PCP. PCP. Okay, I couldn't hear what she said, so I just guessed. Yeah, it's PCP. Okay, so it's PCP. Um, and then there's a flashback, and in the flashback we learned. That they pushed Daphne out of the treehouse. Yeah. Um, well, basically, they were yeah. So like a con- it's, yeah, it's like a continuation of the of the thing that we saw before, but now we see what happens later. What happens later is that the yeah Daphne kind of falls out of the treehouse, and, yeah, and we kind of learn this through Tilda is like hallucinating it. 
So she's like watching it happen. And also her hair has become pink and the world around her is like pink. Yeah. Because yeah, she's on PCP. Because she's a jerks. Um, yeah, yeah, and that that um, flashback is really weird. So basically, what happens later is that yeah, um, the two girls who are not Daphne, <laughs> <laughs> Tilda and Petula. Tilda and Petula. The names are stupid. I don't know. I, it's so hard. That's for why me. I thought they were gonna mean something. Yeah. So Tilda and Petula are like, okay, we have to. <laughs> get our story together it's like two eight-year-old girls being like we can't tell anybody what happened and they even go though we just and, accidentally you know even though like jesus they're kids an and they're sitting like at the fucking and they go to the hospital with everybody and they're sitting in the waiting room and the detective with everybody by. there's no one else there I'm it sorry, seems yeah, like there's I'm no sorry. one else there. There's no extras. Yeah, there's no budget. I'm sorry. There's nobody else there. So they're sitting in the waiting room and the detective comes over and he starts asking them questions like suspiciously. And I'm like, who the fuck is this man? And what is he doing with those yeah. children? I'm like, who hired a detective for a what little girl? What the hell is this? A, a little girl fell out of a treehouse. Yeah. And the I feel detective like that's is definitely there to talk to before. two eight-year-old girls about what happened. And he's like suspicious about what happened. It's like, what is this? And then we hear in the background uh, that Daphne uh, is okay and she's she's going to live, but uh, she will never be able to have children again. And I'm like, what? How is that? What? what? How is How that one that happened? How is that what happened? Yeah, she fell out of a treehouse. And that's the, 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 the one thing you can tell for sure to the mother right yeah. after. I'm not an expert at science, right? But... I just don't feel like that's what would happen. So she falls from not much of a height by the looks of it. And she falls and like she's in the... What's that? What's that position called? Does that have a name? Um, Fell down of a treehouse. <laughs> she's lying down with like one arm. I don't know. She's kind of like doing the walk like an Egyptian thing. But like her... I don't know. Listen, it doesn't matter. She's lying Listen, down. Listen, I'll take on her a back. screenshot of what you're doing and attach it to the podcast description so that when people <laughs> get to it, they can click and see. This is the most important part. So, hmm. um, no, so she falls down and she's on her back. So, like, and my brain immediately was like, okay, so this is why Daphne is is so mentally unstable because she fell off the yeah. tree. She hit her head. She has permanent exactly. brain damage. Exactly, and she, I mean, she's like, she needs to keep re- repeating that game or whatever, yeah. right? Yeah. That's what I. That's the logical thing. But instead, they're like, no, she's not going to be able to have children. I know she. I know there's no proof that she was able to have children in the first place because she's not even started menstruating, um, because she's eight, and usually you don't menstruate by that age. Yeah. It's happened, but usually it's not. just like a weird thing to kind of even think about at this point. How? In time. I just don't understand. I don't understand the how. Like I don't understand the science of like. I don't. So I don't understand I mean, how an accident could render you infertile or like not able. I guess to it's like, like I don't know. I guess like it's th- like of that nature. If it's, yeah, if it smashes like your, I don't know. Uh, Did your spine stab your womb? Then why? Why is your spine okay? I don't sure know. To your spine, like, I, I'm just, I'm just, I, 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 listen, I don't know. Like, I don't, uh, this is saying, I don't understand. <laughs> well, the good news about me is that I had a, I had a smear test and I don't have any HPV cells. Way. Guys, awesome. I don't have good HPV. Job. That's awesome. So, just speaking of my reproductive system, no HPV here. Which we uh-huh. do sometimes on this podcast. We sometimes yeah. bring that up. Sometimes. Um, sometimes. Um, <laughs> what I want to say is, if she fell out of the treehouse and it turns out that that's kind of what caused the mental problems. That also kind of doesn't make sense. But we are so used to that 
in like films that we would kind of accept that as the thing that kind of happened. But that yeah. whole thing with the children is seems just so random and out of nowhere that there is even nothing to back it up. So it's just it's kind of jarring. That whole scene is very jarring. And it's weird because I think that it's those are the scenes weird. that are supposed to be objective. Everything else you can kind of put it under. <laughs> Everybody's freaking out and it's weird and shit. But this scene... This one uh, is like history. This is just like, this is how it happened. Yeah. Just so you know. This is just for your information. You need so to that's, know this. That's a bit it's of a exposition. problem. It's <laughs> exposition. Yeah. So, but I guess the the detective thing, I can, I can make... Um, I can make it make sense because later on Daphne says that her grandparents always thought that Petula and Tilda were a bad influence on her. So I can kind of get like she had overprotective grandparents and they were like, oh, she fell. I bet it was those horrible children. But even at that, I just I find it hard to believe that a detective would take that seriously. Like maybe he would come and do like this questioning that he has to do. But I just don't think that he would look like he looks at them like they're criminals. Yeah, it's, and they're no, they're eight. No. There's there's just, been eight no. year old criminals, but like, it's not what you assume straight off, unless it's, yeah, like, it's like the Slenderman girls, where it's like, well, these two girls took this girl to the wood and stabbed her. Like, there's no question this this girl fell out of a treehouse. Yeah, fell out of a treehouse. Like, which has happened even if she was pushed. Children. Like, what what if even if like somebody that came over, like if one of the girls like came over, like flat out pushed her. How do you? What do you do? It's a ch- child. Children like, don't understand consequences. Yeah. Anyway, I don't know. Anyways, well, okay, wait, well, let's move on because now <laughs> the next thing I have—I don't know how we got here—but they're braided together now. That's what wait, I. Wait. Also, something important about this. Wait, 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 wait. I knew this was gonna happen with this film because this film is so fast and a lot of it doesn't make <laughs> sense. So it's Dr. really Sesh hard to go. Never be like able that. to conceive. Trippy sequence. Okay, so next there's a trippy sequence. I I I wrote it at the top of the page because I was just like. There was so much going on, I didn't even know how to write it down, but then I was like, I'm probably going to need to remember that this happens. So a trippy sequence happens. Who knows what happens in it, but there's a trippy sequence. I don't have anything, I don't remember. And then we see rule number two, no outsiders. Then we see that same police officer, who honestly hasn't aged today. Um, and it's definitely been like a decade no it's been like it's been a, lot. A, a decade and a half oh yeah it's, it's been enough time that the girls have different actresses playing them but that detective is kind of the same yeah <laughs> um because they're like the, the girls just for context the girls are around, supposed to be like 24 probably 24 25 22 i have no idea they're supposed to be around that age early 20s um so so the police officer is there and he eats some cereal and he spits it out that, and that's really important for the film that's really important that scene is fucking hilarious and i love it <laughs> I would not change so, it for anything. That was great. I love that scene, and it's out of nowhere, and um, I love it. It's just I thought I, I remember watching it and being like, "Yeah, this is what I want from this film right now." And honestly, like I'm not joking. This was great. Actually, also now that I think about it, I feel like this film kind of has. It's I just kind of have it has similar vibes to um, to. Am I not pretty enough? The loved ones, yeah. I think I did the think loved ones. about it. It has the... similar vibes. It's got some torture porn stuff going on, yeah. But also just like not even because it's not as anywhere near as extreme torture yeah, porn, I wouldn't yeah. say. But like just the I don't know, I feel like the use of music and also the kind of filters, so to speak, oh, that awesome. happened on like because there's definitely some kind of a filter over this whole film yeah. um, in different bits. In this, I feel like this kind of has some sort of a sepia filter going on. And I feel like the in-between scenes, at least in The Loved Ones, had similar vibes. 
Anyway. Yeah, maybe some um, of it, yeah. Uh, there is some sort of a vibe, but it's kind of hard to pinpoint down. Also, The Loved Ones is a better film. Sorry. The Loved Ones is a better film, yeah. Sorry. Um, but aesthetically, I re- this film's better, I think. Maybe. I'm not, I would yeah, not agree. Yeah, I think The Loved Ones is a lot more uh, just well thought out. It's just more uh, consistent. This film has oh, yeah, great bits. Braid has like amazing bits, but I don't know if it comes together <laughs> that well. What's a bit? Oh, sorry, we don't we don't talk about bits here. We don't do bits, so I don't know what a bit. It's just it's got good scenes, like Um, like a well framed shot, or you know, a good camera movement. mm, But as a whole, okay, I don't know. Feels feels like Um, it's kind of going in all kind of in all directions at once. It's kind of the same with the music. There's so much music and different kinds of music, and sometimes I'm like, well, that's a fun idea, but like I don't know. Like as a whole, sometimes I'm a bit confused. They could have done with like more time going into it, maybe. Yeah, for know. sure. Um, more money. But yeah, anyway. So, and I, like, yeah, I don't think I can say the film is bad. I don't think it's bad. It's just not the best. I mean, yeah, I like the could film. Could have been better. Could have been worse. Okay. Anyway, yeah. so the detective. Uh, I just want to clarify for for Tony and Bo. Oh yeah, sorry. Yeah, Tony Bo. There you go, guys. You're, you're you're they're very busy men, so they have time to listen to this podcast, but not really to watch the film. So it kind of makes sense. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Which is gonna be like this podcast is gonna be longer than the film <laughs> for sure. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> it's not, we've already been recording for longer than the film. Yeah, there's the trippy sequence, and then Petula finds keys to the car, and then they run, but then Daphne hits them both over the head with a bat. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, and now they're braid together. Oh yeah, and By then braid. Yeah, then the outsiders twist them on cereal. Then they're braided together. Then there's there's also mirrors everywhere, which isn't necessarily important. It just looks kind of cool. It looks cool. That that whole thing is cool. It looks nice. There's I think there starts to be an upside down camera at this point, right? I think there's more upside down camera than a climax, or like similar amount, or like I don't know. It's, yeah, it's the a camera lot. work is some is like nauseating, even though it's not super crazy. Like, I don't think it goes yeah. as wild as Climax does, but I do think there's more upside down than maybe Climax It's not does. as good as Climax, for sure. No, in, no, no. In general, but, like, you know, not a lot of things are, to be fair. But um, there's a lot of, yeah, upside down, and I think it might start around this point. Yeah, and I mean, so she, so braids, anyways, she braids the two of them together. Yeah. I think still keep, just keeping in with the, like, young girls thing, the, like, young girls like to braid each other's hair. So she's yeah. braiding them together. Instead of like tying them with rope, she braids them. Yeah. And then the police officer comes to the house. And um, then the police officer comes to the house, and we have a scene of the police officer coming to the house when there's something clearly wrong happening. And that's yeah. that scene. But it's not because it's fucking crazy. Um, <laughs> that scene is weird as well. I don't know. Maybe it's just that guy who plays the detective because he's so fucking awkward. Yeah, it's not great. But basically. He figures out very quickly that they're in the attic. Somehow. Really quickly. Yeah, the neighbors... Um, basically just the, talk, yeah. Her neighbors reported young girls screaming. Yeah. And Daphne tries to be like, oh no, it's just me, they changed my medication. You know, haha, I'm crazy. Yeah. Whatever. And, um, but, but the detective is not buying it, so he comes in. And... They, yeah, they wants talk. to look around, but instead kind of talks. Yeah, she, said, talk she says something. Shit. She says something about how her grandparents died suddenly together. Um. Yeah, and he's like, yeah, picks up and he's like, oh yeah, what a coincidence or whatever. Yeah, and we're kind of like, oh, so she killed them, right? So fine. she killed them. Yeah. Um, and then we learn 
the the detective just really really um vaguely says that the girls were on TV. Like I don't know if he means they were on TV as like missing persons as like hey if they're on crime line or whatever the American equivalent is or yeah, like were know. they on a reality show like it's it's anyone's guess. Um and then yeah so that's fine and the police officer is like they're dangerous and then she's like they're not dangerous they're geniuses for some reason yeah which i don't and think they she... are yeah and then she talks <laughs> about how they appreciate poetry and shit and we and um who knows what she what loses her shit over this she loses yeah. her shit over that one scene so she's very protective it away. over them yeah basically gives herself away because she starts talking about how yeah, they she didn't do them. anything or whatever. And the detectives is like, oh, so you know that they did something. You don't have a TV and all that, but you know that they're wanted and whatever. Yeah, and, and she, then she refers like, to herself as yeah. the town lunatic. Yeah. So it's established that she's like viewed as a crazy person in the town. Um, yeah. But I don't know how that works in her favor because she kind of sets it up as like, oh, you wouldn't want people to know that you're coming in and bothering the town lunatic or whatever and making accusations like that. And I'm like, if you're the town lunatic, who gives a fuck? <laughs> they probably all think you did it. <laughs> I think it's kind of going for, for that thing of like that every town has like a, and I don't know necessarily if that's true. Um, it probably is, but just like I suppose in small towns you would actually know more. But it's you know like there's one sort of crazy person or like person who's off the rails, person who's kind of mental has some issues in the town who is. Yeah, potentially harmless, but just like is kind of away with the fairies or whatever. You know, like their brain isn't fully there. So I feel sure, like, but... but in this case, it seems like she's like her grandparents died mysteriously, leaving her to live in this lavish mansion by herself. So it is that thing of yeah. like I don't know. That's a bit of a coincidence. I don't. I feel like. I mean, you it's know. just I don't get what the power play here is. Like, what's the. What is she trying to get out of that? I think it's kind of trying to paint herself as like, as um, vulnerable. You know? Oh, well, maybe. Because I guess there's the, there's the whole... But it's it's kind of... I feel like it maybe. would be more effective yeah. if the detective fed into it. Like, if the detective was like, oh, you're right. Like, you know, like, I think it's kind of trying to play with that, like, femininity, like, suspecting yeah. men more so than, that, than you'd ever suspect a woman. That kind of thing. And the fact that she's off the rails, but, you know, t- kind, we don't know what her hit, like, why she's necessarily been established as the town lunatic. Like, from what we can tell, she's kind of just stays at home and acts a bit crazy. So, yeah, it could also just be people being like, oh, she's a hermit. She just stays inside. So she's a bit crazy because she never comes out, you know? So I feel like it would just be more effective just, if the detective was yeah. like, was like, oh, you know, it's not her. She's just a nice little lady who hasn't got everything up there in her brain. So it's just kind of I weird. just realized I just realized that they're trying to do psycho with this detective. They're trying to do psycho. There's another later on there's a very obvious reference to psycho. But yeah. this is the psycho detective. This is detective from psycho comes in, starts kinda going around and he kinda knows that something's going wrong and he wants to come in and he's not very open about it to anybody. And the twist is in Psycho that he gets killed, right? That's like the big thing of like, 
Well, Psycho keeps doing stuff like that to you. First off, it kills your main character like halfway through, then it kills the detective who's on the case, so there's no detective here. <laughs> so I guess this is trying to do the same thing of like, oh, look, there's a detective on the case. Ooh, right? Isn't it so like, you know, he, he kind of catches on to something and then, yeah. spo- spoiler, they, they kill him. So I guess that's supposed to be like that. It's also, I, I feel like It's kind of a funny scene. Something that's kind of weird to me is that I understand they needed, it is, it is kind of a funny scene, but I understand that they like needed the detective aspect and like the girls being on the run for plot purposes. But thinking about it logistically, I just don't, it doesn't seem to me that they'd be like super prolific drug dealers. Cause it kind of seems as though they're quite new to it, the way they're talking yeah. about it at the start. And like they run away, but they're never seen by the police. So it's like, how do they know that it's them? You know, like it's, Drug dealers are usually like pretty anonymous, unless they're Pablo Escobar. You know, like they're usually pretty anonymous, hard to catch. Like you don't know what they look like, etc. So it's just, it doesn't make much sense to me. The crime, like I can just let it slide and be like, okay, whatever, I'll believe that that's what's going on in this universe. But like, in a real world setting, or like, if I try and apply real world logic to it, it doesn't make any sense. It's like I just don't buy. Yeah. I, and why is would the, they th- I guess they would they would I because it's like why would they track them to Vermont but then I guess there's a thing of like well people could have been like oh I saw them on this train and then it could be like well you know this is their friend from when they were children they're going back there etc I don't know also is the detective even real like, who knows is the train there's a lot real? of evidence he's not is the train real like, <laughs> I don't know <laughs> so anyways basically it ends with the Detective correctly guessing where the girls are. Yeah. And then she says to him, come back with a, with a fucking, uh, what do you call those? Oh my God. A search what warrant. A, what a brave part. Uh, yeah, a search warrant. Yeah. And he gives up? Yeah, he's like. Without a search warrant? But because you do legally need a search warrant. Usually. Well, yeah, but usually how hard would it be to get one in this case? Like, he's pretty sure they're there. Usually. What's the problem? Well, because he has to go and get one and present it. He has to be like, I'm here and I am like legally allowed and announcing myself as having a search warrant. Technically, you don't need to like go and then be like, oh, I'm suspicious. And they'd be like, well, you need a search warrant. Like, technically, you should usually have the sense to turn up and be like, hey, I've got a search warrant. I'm coming to search yeah. your house. You know, I think. So it's, I mean, I just you, don't get his time, reaction because he's like, oh, this is over. But I yeah. mean, just I get mean, a search warrant. Maybe he's gone to get just a search warrant. warrant. Who knows? But maybe oh, you need whatever. a reason. Okay, maybe you need reason to. Because he has the connection to them. Like, because of the accident. Yeah. Maybe you need more of a reason to get a search warrant. I do think that's probably but a thing. Per- he's got a logical way. like. She, but you need more you know, evidence than like, I heard weird noises, you know? And like she was acting weird, like yeah, she's town lunatic. So I can kind of, I can kind of make that make sense. But it also is funny because like of all the things that this film decides to use for logic, because there's not a lot, there's not a lot of like real world logic applied to this film. But of all the things they do do, they're like, Mm -hmm. bitch needs a search warrant. It's the only one that they're like, this is important. <laughs> or it's um, or it's just the thing that they watched in the movie and they put into the story themselves, which I guess could kind of be part of it because it's Maybe. part of the game and they just wrote it all in the diary and that's just kind of the thing they came up with. But like, you know, that's one of the things that's so easy in that kind of film to make. It's just like, oh yeah, they just made it up. It's not true. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> Fuck it. The, the scene is over. Yeah, we go the to the next over. scene. Daphne boards up the windows. 
Yeah, which is going to help with something. <laughs> so, I don't know. Yeah. So, they can't escape. What's I don't that know. supposed to do? Um, we see that she's got, like, a creepy dollhouse. Then she makes them some pancakes. And she writes, now we are all safe on them. And then she gives Petula a riddle to go and find the yeah. money, I guess. To now find we got safe. the riddle. I don't remember what the riddle is. But I remember that it takes very... Not a lot of time to resolve. And also, there are numbers everywhere when this is happening. Yeah, so there's... um. Uh, I wrote down, like... I didn't write down the riddle. I just wrote down bits of it. I wrote down bits of it as she yeah. went through the house. So there's, like... Go waltz a bit with my dolls. Um, Our rotting mansion's halls. Let the mirror end your day. Um, Something about shattering time spell. Yeah. Whatever, stuff like that. Basically, she goes from one section to another and then she finds another bit of clue with some numbers. Whatever. She gets to the safe finally and she opens it. You say finally uh, as though it took any more than three minutes. Yeah, it takes very <laughs> little time. Um, but maybe it's because I just did an escape room, but I was like, oh, numbers. <laughs> I was like, oh, numbers well, yeah. are happening. The numbers were the safe combination. But it's just the safe combination. Yeah. I thought it was going to be more interesting than that, but it's not. Yeah, initially uh, I did as okay. well, and then I was like, oh, safe combination. I um, So my approach to it was more like I'm playing The Last of Us at the moment, and often you have to um, unlock safes. So they get the money. <laughs> they get the money. Yeah. And they're like, let's get out of here. And they do it. Right? That's what happens next. Um, I don't know. Am I missing something? It's, so, it feels so weird that it happens right now, doesn't it? It's like... Um, no, so... Still... So, okay, yeah. So there's that. There, There's a thing that you find the safe. Safe is behind her car. Petula gets the safe open. Then Tilda's writing in her diary, it seems. And it says, Daphne will get her. She's saying it out loud. She's like, Daphne will get her. Daphne always gets her. And then her, Tilda and Petula both leave. And they try and flag down a lift. Um, and then Petula gets fucking hit by a car. Just yeah, and then plowed Petula, out of yeah. it by a car. Yeah, which is funny as well. Um, it's always funny. Yeah. <laughs> and then it says, rule number three, nobody leaves. Pretty severe yeah. way to to make sure nobody leaves. Um, and then the next thing, Petula, and this is this gives me like Saw vibes. I've never seen Saw, but I just feel like this is like what Saw is like. Petula's in like a really old fashioned wheelchair where like your head is strapped down. Yeah. Um. That's, and then that's all like upside down. Yeah. Yeah. And then Tilda is in like a cage. That's a cot. Tilda's in the cot. She's an egg lady. Little, she's the egg lady. She's a baby. Egg lady. The egg man. Egg man. Cuckoo oh, the Cuckoo. eggs. I love eggs. Oh my god, I love the eggs so oh. much. The egg man. Oh, the egg man. Where are my eggs? The egg man. Oh, I, I like see. You're doing a John Waters reference. <laughs> I got it. It is exactly like uh, Edie, Edie Massey in, in, in Pink Flamingos. No eggs. It's also in a large cot. No eggs. Uh, no eggs in this one, but this cot isn't know, really large, be... though. This cot what, is kind of normal sized. Well, yeah, but the lady is also small. <laughs> <laughs> Just a little bit. <laughs> uh, so yeah, but but anytime I see a grown woman in, or a grown man, I guess in a cot, I think about which is not often, by the way. But I think of <laughs> the ugly lady. I think of the wonderful treasure of a human being that. Uh, Edie Massey was and um, how sad I am that she's not with us anymore and 
how she was the most wonderful person um and she played and she's well the most known for that one scene where she screams how much she wants eggs <laughs> dressed as a baby in a large cut <laughs> that whole like you know pink flamingos is such a fucking uh, vulgar film but that whole bit about the eggs is like it's so sweet <laughs> it's basically just about her how much she loves eggs and how the egg man comes to give her eggs and they get buried in the end <laughs> that's that sounds sexual it's not. They're very sweet with each other. She There's has no eggs. sexual thing going on. The no, he gives man. her eggs. He got. He's got like a suitcase with eggs. Have you seen that scene? No, I just know the reference, but I haven't seen. It's the more scene. like drugs, I guess. It kind of looks like he's giving drugs Whoa. because he brings them in like a suitcase and he opens them and he has like different types of eggs and like little <laughs> little sections of the suitcase and she kind of picks an egg. And she's so excited to see the Eggman every time he comes over. And one time, I guess the next time in the film, he comes over. He, he asks her to marry him and she's so excited because he loves eggs I, I used to have an eggman and then yeah he just stopped he stopped i think he might be dead he stopped coming we owe him like 50 euro because he would always oh. leave eggs when we weren't there and we'd be like fuck oh. now we owe him more money and he wouldn't care so he either stopped coming because he's dead um stopped coming because his, his hens all died or stopped okay. coming because we owed him 50 euro. Well, I'll never that's know. kind of a weird... Yeah, I guess we'll never know. But if somebody owes you 50 euros, then I don't know if stopping to come is the right way to approach that. We should probably come and like ask for it, right? Yeah, this oh. is the thing. Like We'd be home and he wouldn't knock on the door. How are you going to get the money if you don't knock on the door, man? Sir? Anyway... <laughs> Anyway, it's talking eggs. about Eggman, so, that's, that's basically it. Eggs, yeah. So, so yeah, that's Tilda's what's happening with, with Tilda, yeah. We learn that Daphne poisoned her grandparents, and she says they wanted yeah. to get me a caretaker like I was some kind of crazy person. So you literally called yourself a lunatic. Um, yeah. And then Daphne, I guess, she sli- so she slices Petula's mouth, like, yeah, the, like Joker like style. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's Like a called. Chelsea smile. Um, and then... Um, and then, cool. then it cuts back to the the police station for a tiny little bit. The homeless man is like, they looked like mermaids on crack. Which is... Uh, Which is... I wrote it down as well because I think it's funny. It's but, funny, uh, but like... What the hell was that about? <laughs> didn't have any... Like, as though... Like, he's not even a tip because the detective's already been there. They yeah. don't believe him anyway. This has This has no bearing on the plot. Basically, yeah, it's pretty weird. Um, Anyways, wait. then then we see that she had also that Tilda, we see that Daphne had also sliced like under Tilda's eyes, um, and then Daphne's like, "You yeah, can leave." Yeah, did that happen? I don't know, but it did happen because her eyes have like bloody. Yeah, they're bloody she's underneath. got scars on her eyes. That's really weird. I was like, why did maybe that was like a scene they had to cut out because yeah. they were like, "Oh, this film is eighty minutes. We need to cut this down." <laughs> That's uh, anyways, too long. Um, <laughs> um, and then they're so then they're like you can leave and then Daphne says there's lots to be done before the baby comes and then Tilda starts being like you're insane um and also do you think that the girl who plays Tilda her voice is really similar to Sarah Silverman she's got a really uh, nasally oh. kind of annoying voice and it reminds me, that. it reminds me of Sarah Silverman in School of Rock hmm and she's like, okay. get a job. <laughs> I can't. Sarah Silverman is so good in School of Rock. It's like she's so. so weird. I hate her so much, but like, 
you know, and I, like she's point. she's yeah. good. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, she's like I like Sarah Silverman. Uh, I think she's she's pretty good, but um, I don't think she's very good in movies usually. I, I think she's like kind of, you know, you know, it's just Sarah Silverman. But she's really good in School of Rock. I think. Yeah, well, I feel like good in School casting. of Rock she wasn't cast because she was Sarah Silverman. She was just cast. Yeah, exactly. You know, whereas now if she's cast um, as Sarah Silverman, they're probably going to give her a bigger role because she's a bigger name, but she's probably not really equipped to play a bigger role. She's better as the lady telling your best friend to get a jab. So Daphne said, so Daphne starts going on about how she's pregnant. And we're like, what? Oh, but yeah. she can't get pregnant. She fell on her back f- from a meter one time. Um, and also... She doesn't have sex. Also, yeah, yeah. There's also that, but um, well, we don't know for sure. Maybe she got boned in between, um, and then she, the, Tilda's basically just kind of mocking her and being like, "You're fucking insane." And then she's like, "I feel I'm oh, kick," I and think. and um, Madeline Brewer's so good. She's just so good. Um, she is good. But yeah. she's like, "I feel I'm kick." I'm, and then, and then I think Tilda says something along the lines of like, "Wake up." Daphne you're crazy and then Daphne's like I'm awake it's everyone else who's asleep and then she says and then Tilda's like who is the baby who who's is the baby like who's the dad yeah and then, and then Daphne's like, like it's the yeah. doctor and then Tilda's like ah ha 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 and she has a little maniacal laugh um yeah and then then Petula is like um I don't know she's like ma'am she goes I, into the doctor role again. Yeah, and she's like, "Ma'am, I have to. We have to go. We need to come to my office. It's an urgent matter about your pregnancy. We need to do surgery immediately." She says something along the lines yeah. of that. Yeah, and then they're supposed to do surgery. Yeah, they're in a room. This bit's quite Rocky Horror. In a weird room. Yeah, this bit. Yeah, that's what exactly what I thought right now. It's like it looks like the Rocky Horror set. Like upstairs the, the they're they wearing the, the green yeah. scrubs. There's like yeah. a balcony, like it looks like an operating surgery, like an old timey operating. Yeah. What are they called? Surgery? What are they called? Theater. Operation theater. That's the one. It looks like yeah. an old timey operation theater. Um. So like. It also yeah. The, so, it reminds me of, of of a scene in a film that I want to talk about in season three, so I'm not gonna spoil it. But oh, okay. I, I'm come I'll come back to it. Hmm. Listen to it in like half a year from now, and you know. <laughs> okay. Um. It always reminds me of um the London Dungeons. The um the like plague oh, yeah. scene, um. Oh, they did me in the plague scene. They killed me. I always want to be did. I've never been done in any of the freaking. I went by myself. That you'd think they would have given me pity. I went to the San Francisco dungeons alone, mm-hmm. and they didn't. Need, they didn't take pity on me. I think some people did take pity on me in the sense of I was standing with people and they were like taking pictures of you before they go in. And they like gestured to the group, and I was like, "I'm by myself. <laughs> I'm alone." <laughs> they just take a picture of me alone. Um, <laughs> but they didn't even let me. They didn't. Even, I didn't even get to participate. Then I want to be involved wow. so much. My mom has been in it like twice. She got burned at the stake in London. Oh well, yeah. And I, my anxiety was so bad. I was like, wait, no, but my mom, I need to wait for my mom. And they're like, she's not coming back. And I was like, no, where's my mom? And I was like, it's a, it's all a plot to kidnap her. <sighs> anxiety's a disease. Very stressful, yeah. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> when when they killed me, there's the bit in the plague where it sprays blood. So they sprayed blood that's supposed to be mine on on my sister. So that was uh, <laughs> that was pretty intense. I guess. <laughs> 
So fun. Oh, I love um I'd oh, love to go back. Fun there. for the whole family. Imagine if the world opened up again and we could go yeah. there together. It'd be so fun. Anyway, so they do that scene and they're ready to do the uh whatever surgery they're gonna do, and an then the detective comes in. Yeah, I guess an abortion, whatever. Uh the detective comes in and he's like, Stop and uh <laughs> they kill him. He's po- yeah, he's so he's pointing a gun and he's like, Stop, drop the weapons until then and Petrol are just like, Oh, okay. Sorry. Excuse me. And then um and then Daphne, who's been lying down, and I guess in our brains we're like, Oh, so she's an anesthetized. Anesthetized? Yeah. A sleepy. And that's and that's um whatever, a sleepy. Um and so yeah. she stabs the police officer in the back and then Tilda yeah. and Daphne just start to gleefully beat the ever loving shite out of this man. And there's just blood yeah. flying everywhere, all over the place. Petula's just watching in absolute terror. She's like, This is terrible. Yeah, Petula's not into that, yeah. She's not having a good time. Um and then they give Petula the mallet and they make her hit him. Um I, I guess his head, like who knows? They just make her do something. Um, and then they have to bury him. This we'll goes. Much. This calls back to like the first scene that we saw that we didn't really yeah. talk about because didn't really wasn't relevant. At the start, there's a scene yeah. where they're burying a body. Um, and this is and this is it. This is it. Yeah. Um. So they're burying and they're humming. Row yeah. You, row, row, like, row what you do boat. you think about the whole film? That's a really weird kind of thing to do as the framing device. The burial. Because I don't see the any burial? point. Yeah. Yeah. Because like, like as, for the film as a whole, it doesn't really feel that important honestly that's just yeah. one of the bits it's not a very important part of the film it's it is I, yeah. it's weird to start it off that way i think i don't know i have no idea i have no idea why they framed it that way i guess for like tension i don't i don't know yeah um they buried a detective the detective has been buried they've cut um, him up they've segmented him up his and body. Then they buried. yeah this is all not important. They psycho his car. Uh, so that's the other psycho reference. They put the car in the swamp. One thing just I like also... Norman Bates did. One thing I kind of observed here is that Daphne is just kind of acting normal for the first time in the film. Um, yeah. Like she's sitting on the car. She's smoking. It's kind smoking. of this whole thing of like, well, the jig is up. Yeah. Um, Which is just kind of interesting. So yeah, they push the car into the lake. And then it kind of just goes into some sort of a montage kind of thing and it's just like Petula and Tilda are playing along a lot more now. This is a this is a fun sequence, I think. Just this is a it's a fun sequence. Just because it's silly and fun and weird. Yeah, it's like the film kinda gives up and it's just like, there you go. Yeah. And it's just it's a like bunch listen, of stuff. this is what we've been going for the whole time. Um yeah. it's just stupid shit that looks good. So here you go. I think I I think I don't know. I don't think it's stupid. It's just at this point well, yeah. it feels a lot more like integrally like kind of dreamy and yeah i don't think it's stupid it's just very i think like that's what the film was going for and i think right now is when you kind of start getting that thing of like oh so this whole thing is not just kind of i mean i don't know because like it's kind of hard to say whether this is that's the big uh, another problem with this film is like i don't know if that they like if the whole like dreamy kind of thing is an afterthought because the film doesn't make sense and some part of me watches it and thinks Oh, maybe they just didn't know what to do with this because it kind of didn't work, and then they were like, "It's like it's a dream." I don't think it was like that, but like there's that feeling of me of like it doesn't really go well together. So there's this, right? Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's definitely it's yeah. not it's not stupid. Yeah, it's, it's not, just I call um, it stupid. yeah. That is that is unfair of me to say. 
So, anyways, uh, yeah, one of the bits is uh, is um, the doctor lady is shaving, so she just puts like foam on Tilda. her face, and she starts to shave. No, fuck, her name's Patula. Not Tilda. Patula. So Patula, and she's got like a um, like a razor, like a real razor, and she <laughs> like she puts the the foam again. And she's like kind of singing and yeah that's the opera bit and i'm like oh that's funny uh yeah. it's really cool and <laughs> she puts the puts the razor and like instantly it like, cuts right into her cheek i was like oh yeah it looks hurt it's really looks cool hurt. it's really cool looks it's what i said it looks, it looks hurt. hurt it looks hurt it looks hurt yeah it yeah. looks hurt um, um yeah she's like oh time for, time for a shave mr yeah. todd you sir and then... anybody popping pussies into pies We've it never was at done... the pop. <laughs> it was at the pop. <laughs> it was at the pop. <laughs> <laughs> we never do bits in this in this show. Never do bits. Never talk about anything else we ever did before on the show. Never. This is self-contained. <laughs> these are these are um. This is an anthology series. It's like creep show. Just like creep show. It's just like creep show. What's creep show? Oh, yeah, it's the George Romero, Stephen King thing that happened in the 80s. Oh. It was like an anthology film. It's really fun. We should do it one day. That's on, is that on Shudder? Oh, they did a series out of it now, which oh, is on Shudder. Yeah, that's probably like what I'm seeing. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. James um, said it's good. I don't know. Um, so, yeah, so there's bath shaving. Yeah, she's they're shaving. They're popping the pussies. They have, they have candy dinners, so they, like, eat jelly yeah. worms and, like, cupcakes um yeah petula shaves tilda's like acting like a bratty child petula slices her cheeks they have pillow fights wearing spooky masks petula sings opera which is quite fun as you said tilda spills her cereal the girls do a bow as if it's like that was the show thank you and they bow and then petula then is like out looking for both of the girls and she i think hallucinates the policeman yeah, maybe like kind of he's coming a hired out from somewhere actor. Like, all who in blood. knows? Yeah, he's all yeah, he's all bloodied, and it's like, but they cut his body up. So she's like, ah, and then they're like, ha ha ha, we were just hiding or something. She, they're like, we were seeing if you would look for us. I don't know. And then she Patula again, then finds the police officer's keys in the post box. She knows because they like gave him a doll in the hospital when they were younger or something, and he like kept it on his keys for some fucking weird reason. Um, yeah, and then he has some weird obsession with this case regarding a girl who fell out of a treehouse and lived to tell the tale <laughs> with pretty much no injuries except for allegedly yeah. her womb Not, yeah um, <laughs> and then yeah so that happens Petula then digs the officer's grave and I think the problem is that she can't find his remains yeah she digs it up and there are no remains there yeah and then so she's, he's not there <laughs> and then I guess she's like I wrote Petula Dreaming, but God knows if that's true anymore. She's just like running through the train and also running through the halls. The kind of interesting thing here, why I guess so, I thought so she was a, dreaming, yeah. is that all the people on the train are asleep. The, the seven extras that they could afford, um, they're all asleep. Yeah. On the train. Well, so basically what happens is that she finds the thing. Is the, does she find the, the diary at this point? No. Or is after. that later? She, she finds the okay. diary after. Well, at this point, it just feels like all of the scenes in the film are kind of jumbling up. So it's like mm-hmm. you start getting the idea that it's all one thing, maybe, or, or that it's like, like that. a that it's some kind of a loop. Um, yeah, exactly. 
And then it's kind of it's kind of Inception vibes. It's kind of like she watched Inception. And, it's kind of like she watched Inception and she was like, yeah, that's cool. I'm going to do something vaguely similar in the sense of there'll be a dream at, at one point. Maybe. Yeah, um, I don't... See, that's not Inception vibes to me. To me, that's Mulholland Drive vibes. And I I've think that the ending that. has very hard Mulholland Drive vibes. And you know what? It's it's really unfair because Mulholland Drive kind of does the f- same thing to you as in, it pretends to be a different film for three quarters of the way and then kind of drops it on you and it's like, ha ha, trolled you. Um, <laughs> and Mulholland Drive is a masterpiece and this is not, so... Um, it's kind of ma- mean to be like you shouldn't be doing this but Lynch did it and it was amazing but Lynch did a lot of stuff that you shouldn't do and it turned out great so do you want to know what upsets you know. me most about David Lynch like the most disappointing thing about David transcendental Lynch for me meditation, the transcendental meditation links which are which is a pretty pretty bad group of people from what I've heard I don't know what that is but the thing that disappoints me the most about David Lynch is that every time I think of him I think of David Byrne and then I get upset because I'm like, no, he's not David Byrne. David Byrne's way better. And then I think about how much I love David Byrne. It doesn't really sound like David Lynch could do anything about that and it's not his fault. He could just stop. Please, Pro tip. David, please don't stop. He doesn't listen to this podcast. You know who listens to this podcast? Two men, Tony Cantwell and Bo Burnham. And that's it. <laughs> All right, okay. Well, I would like David Lynch to never stop making movies, and I would like David Byrne to never stop making music. Thank you. They're both amazing, and they're so different, and I'm sure they're both great big fans of each other, to be fair. So, that happens. Then she finds the notebook that Tilda writes in under the couch where she sticks her chewing gum. Um, Yeah. Tilda and Daphne keep... What? I just wrote, Tilda and Daphne keep Petula playing. I don't know what the fuck I was talking about. Um, And then... Yeah, so basically what happens is Daphne has a notebook where she writes everything that happens. So whatever she writes, happens. I think Tilda writes it. Isn't that Daphne's notebook? No, it's Tilda's. We see Tilda writing in it. I don't know. It could be anyone's. I've only ever... Maybe they both... I think they both write in it. I think that's kind of the point. One way or another, I think they're, they're tricking Petula into it, right? It's like Petula is being... Right? Yeah. Like Petula is being like kinda the one that's being tricked and I guess that's the twist. It's like yeah, oh it's like, Petula actually who's being yeah. Yeah, maybe that's what I meant by Tilda and Daphne keep Petula playing. I think that basically yeah. it's kind of the vibe of both Daphne and Tilda want to keep playing, they enjoy playing, but Daphne or but Petula was like no. So they manipulated her somehow with drugs, I don't know, into yeah. always playing. Um so yeah, and then we see that like Petula has loads of burns on her arm and basically like so we saw her getting burned once on her arm when she went through a door. Yeah. Completely unexplained. Um and she um we see basically that she gets one every time she tries to escape because I think she's asking some form of like how long have I been here or something or what days I don't know and they're like look at your arm. One for every time time you try to escape. And she looks at her arm and she's just covered in bruises. I mean, burn yeah. marks or something. Um, And then Tilda 
prompted by probably something, says, go to your room, Daphne, which gives us the kind of, there's suddenly the power shift of like, oh, so wait, Tilda's in control. Yeah. Um, And then we learn that Tilda is Coco. So like, um, Petula, for some reason, does she try to call Coco or does she like get a missed call? Or she gets a call from Coco. Either way, she's on the phone. No, she tries to call Coco and it's for actually, yeah. She, so she's on the phone and she like, I don't know. Then Tilda repeats back what she would say to what what Petula would say to Coco on the phone on the train, and then she's like, "What does Coco look like?" And Petula's like, "I don't know." So basically, like Tilda was was Coco, and then they're basically just in like there's this loop. They're in like a loop of running away. I don't know. Um, back, yeah, but like, did they run away together? That's why I was yeah, like, did I don't they know. just stay in the house, or like, what's happened? Did they ever leave the house? What happened? Um, and then the Petula basically tries to ask, like, what date it is or whatever, and she goes to the calendar, and it's all just eights, eights. Yeah, it's all just eights. <laughs> um, yeah. and then Daphne's like, "Don't you understand?" Or maybe Tilda. I don't know. Someone says, "Don't you understand, Petula? You weren't fit for the outside world." whatever that means and then yeah. then i guess petula's like okay um because then they're just asleep in the bath together at some point somewhere after they buried the thing that's the other psycho reference where petula's naked and showering and covered in blood and there's like a silhouette yeah there's a, it's like yeah, a loose yeah. psycho reference um and then just because i forgot that um then they're asleep in the bath together and then I guess they all just kill themselves. So, like, Tilda is in the bath and there's blood everywhere. So, she's like, slit her wrists. Yeah. Daphne takes some kind of a lethal drug. Petula hangs herself. Um, and then, then there's an older woman at the sink in the mansion. And someone with Tilda's voice comes in and she says, Hey, mom. And then it ends. So, the cycle starts again, stuff. Yeah. But who's the woman? Who's the. Did they all die? I don't understand. I guess they died metaphorically. But why does her voice sound the same? When you age, your voice changes. Well, right? I don't know. Like To me, it's just, it feels like if it's a film about a loop, they can't just kill themselves and end the loop, right? That's not... I mean, it doesn't, I guess it doesn't matter whether they killed themselves or not for real. Like The loop is the loop. Yeah. Like the, we, we all keep repeating ourselves, making the same mistakes, doing stupid shit over and over again, and there's no way out until we die. Thanks for listening, everybody. So who you want to fuck? <laughs> um, right into it. Uh, who do I want? To fuck? <laughs> I don't know. It felt it felt so funny. We have. I feel like. <laughs> I feel like I don't have any closing thoughts on this film, so it kind of makes sense to just go to that because I don't. Yeah. I tried to make sense of the film uh, in terms of like trying to think. I was like, maybe I feel like it has something to do with Greekness or like not Greekness with like Greek mythology or like something like that. But I just don't. I don't. I don't know if it means anything. I don't. The film is very difficult to um, resolve in your brain. It's very strange. Yeah, um, I agree. It's, and it's, it's not, a bit of a mess. It's not mostly. bad, as we've said. I do like no. the aesthetics of it. Um, it wasn't unenjoyable to watch. 
but I ju- it just no. confused me quite a bit. I feel like I was buying it more when it was just kind of a... Um, like, when it was less of a psychological horror, I feel like I was enjoying it more. Mm-hmm. I f- I, like, as in, I enjoyed it more when Tilda and Patchler were both at risk. I feel like as soon okay. as it became a thing that it was just like, oh, they're just manipulating Petula's brain. It just became confusing and weird. Whereas if it was actually See, this I thing like of that like, part. like, it was good, but I just feel like I would have probably enjoyed a, a resolution more so if it was like about Petula and Tilda trying to escape their crazy old friend, you know? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Well, um, I like I like the ending part. I just kind of, I, I, I have kind of have the opposite feel like that i, I kind of wish that more of the film was like that and was just kind of more open yeah and weird and more stuff was coming on because yeah if, if it's like that then kind of makes you feel like like yeah like a little bit disappointed because all that stuff kind of gets kind of lost along the way and um yeah and i don't think that's necessary i don't think this film needs that and it's just kind of gives you the impression it's going to be about plot and then it's not so yeah i feel like it, that's kind of a decent change that. like a good assessment that i feel like i can agree with that it's just like i just wanted it to go one way or the other i i would rather it didn't like as you said like towards the very end decide to change whatever it was doing yeah um yeah but yeah so that was the film february actually february is a good example of a film that's very dreamy very specific and yet it kind of pulls both things off i think it does it really well it's very good you can kind of watch it as a metaphor. You can kind of watch it as just a regular horror film. It kind of works for both. And it's good. Yeah, I really like February. It's really good. Because it looks... Perkins made, made a new film. Oh, exciting. I, th- uh, I think it's called Gretel and Hansel. Oh, yes. That makes sense. I remember. Um, the, I think the thing I like about... I, I would like us to do February in the pod, on the podcast. I feel yeah, like one thing fun. I really like about it... Because it is one of those films that I'm like, I want to watch that again. But one thing I like about it is yeah. the fact that it like it doesn't I forgot what I was gonna say. I should probably save it for when we talk about the podcast anyway. I mean yeah. we talk about it as the film. Let's not spoil yeah. it before we've told them they need to watch it. Yeah. Hey Abby. <clears throat> um yeah. hey. Hi. Hey Abby. You know the film uh, Braid? Oh do you do you mean nobody leaves? Yeah, nobody leaves, you can call it that, yeah. Um, yeah, I've heard of it. Um, cool. It's uh, around 83 fuck on minutes. Fuck Kill in that film. Oh. Yeah, that film. Exactly. You, you have to fuck on Kill people. Okay. Uh, so, fuck. I'm going to fuck Petula as the doctor. Um, okay. <laughs> it's a... Uh, I think it, she looks good. Um, I'm going to haunt the detective. Because I just want to be like, what the fuck... Wonder what's going sir. on with that cereal, you know, that's what I want to yeah, know. Yeah, sir. Um and then I'm gonna kill Tilda, because I think she's really, really rude and like Petula trusted her. Yeah, Tilda's and she's just annoying. Like the, the well. annoying character, yeah. I feel like Daphne has an excuse. I just don't think Tilda does. Yeah. Fair enough. Um so there's a mine. Um No, that's good. That's good. To the point, straight to the point. I like yeah. that. Appreciate that. It's good enough. Yeah. Um, cool. Mache. Yeah, that's me. Braid. Hello. Braid. The people who are in that film, including the train extras. Including the train extras. Okay. Fuck, so can't kill. Okay. 
in that case, I'm gonna fuck uh, the conductor on the train. Um, Classic. Because he's got a nice hat. I like that hat. <laughs> and he might pay hat. you. He might pay me. I'm just gonna tell him a bunch of nasty things about him. Your weenie and he's gonna small. give me a foot massage. <laughs> the dream. Pretty good. I'll take a foot massage. Why not? Mm-hmm. You know, I'll take it. Yeah. Uh, so I'm fucking him. Uh, I'm gonna haunt um, the guy who's looking at uh, Tilda on the seat next to them. Uh, remember, there's a guy mm-hmm. sitting there, and she kind of gives him the whatever the, the <laughs> tongue, and he's like, he gets scared and leaves. Yeah. Oh, I know what he's up to. Well, she says, Why "What was the fuck he are you looking at?" Train. Is he imaginary? Where was he going? Does he have a job? <laughs> Who is it? What's going on? Does he have a family? What is this film? <laughs> was he born of asexual uh, Haunting means? him is going to help. Uh, yeah. So there we go. That's my haunt. And I'm going to kill uh, whoever drives the train. Um, because um, I, don't, I, I don't know. I just want to go up to the top of the train and see if anybody's driving it. Or is it a fake train? What do they you... think to put a train guy at the top of the train if it's an imaginary train contrary to what you may think right now you are not listening to detective train if you've tuned in just now this is not detective train this is fuck can't kill if you'd like to listen to detective train please please click the link for detective train on our website thank you darling i think there's been a murder on this train I don't know what reference you're making. Do you smell this in the air? It's the smell of murder. Smell of shite! (laughs) (laughs) That was Detective Train. That was not a reference. It was just Detective Train. Oh, so it was a reference to Detective Train. Yeah, it was a a reference to Detective Detective Train. Yeah, that's how Detective Train sounds like. Makes sense. And then there's a song for some reason. There's always a song about a train next. Detective Train solving a murder, but his wife is angry because he's never home. He's always busy with his magnifying glass. She turns to him, she says, what about this ass? Detective Train, your marriage is failing. Detective Train, your wife, she is ailing. Detective Train, what have your children become? You'll never know, cause they were raised by their mom. <laughs> Holy shit, that was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> that was beautiful. That was beautiful. Thank you very much. I'm available. For, <sighs> oh no. Yeah, so that that's what we got for you today. Thank you for tuning in to Detective Train. Thanks for listening um, to Detective Train. Um, tune in next week to find out. we learned more about yeah. To find out. Today we learned more about his uh, private life, which is not something we do every episode, yeah, but um, now we know. It's in turmoil, which is why we don't like to talk about it too much. He asks yeah, us to leave it out, yeah. but um, sometimes it just spills in. What was the fucking part about my wife? <laughs> I was there in the train solving a murder. Oh, de- detective, detective! I didn't expect you to to turn up here. Um, fuck! I, I, no, it was just we were just doing. It was a fictional part of the podcast. It's not this. Part, this isn't based on real life. Don't worry. Um, don't worry. Ethel's doing great. Um, 
kids are good. Don't worry, it's fine. Just get back exactly. to back on the case. Get back on the case. It's fine. Don't worry about it. There are still murders to solve on that train. What so about you come out of this pussy detective train? Ethel. <laughs> Ethel, please. Go home. Wash the dishes. Fuck you, Reginald. <laughs> I told you not to mention my name on the podcast. Ethel. My name is Detective Train. Reginald, I- Wow, oh, wow. oh, that was intensive. Jesus Christ. Wait, maybe we should... You know what? I don't know about that detective train thing. Maybe we should... Actually, he sounds like kind of a nasty guy. Should we hire another detective to investigate detective yeah, train? We, we, yeah, we should probably get another one. I think Reginald is, is off, you know. I think, I think he might be abusive. Yeah, that sounded like there was something going on there. <laughs> Did you hear where, where he where he uh, called his wife a fucking bitch? That was not nice. Oh, nice. Yeah. Jesus. Mm. Anyway, listen, guys. Um, Anyways, well, thank you for, for being here with us for that. If you want to donate to um, Ethel's divorce fees, please uh, find a link to her GoFundMe on fhkpodcast.com forward slash divorce GoFundMe. <laughs> well, that's something somebody has to work on now. And uh, yeah, if you want to hear more fuck on <laughs> with bits... With no bits. No bits. That was... But guys, I'm really sorry you had to that hear was, that. Macho, you should edit that out because honestly, that was like... I don't know what happened. Um, I think something went wrong in the edit. I don't know. I think I we know. got a different... A different talk to our... Yeah. There was a different radio signal that came in and yeah, we heard a private conversation we weren't supposed to hear. It's very technical uh, what happens. But, you know, uh, podcasts. That's how it works. You we're, can not, get a, we're not going to explain it to you. You can just get a radio signal through Bluetooth. Yeah. That's how it works. Yeah. Don't worry about it. Yeah, exactly. Um... But yeah, um, if you wanna if you wanna hear more Falcon Kildren, we'll be back next week. And next week, next week, next week, we're talking about a movie named a classic film. A and classic film. the movie. The I just movie. realized we're gonna have a, a King double bill. We're gonna have two Stephen King films in a row. I didn't even and think that's about that. We intended when we were that. that together. That was what we intended no, to happen. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. Um, oh yeah, hundred <clears throat> percent. Next week, well, they say that I did not know about it. I hundred percent knew about it. Yeah, yeah, it was meant. a prank. Ha <laughs> ha! Got us. Um, next week, we are watching Carrie. Carrie by Brian De Palma. So starring uh, Chloe yeah. Grace Moretz. Have a watch. No, God fucking damn it! If you watch the Chloe Grace Moretz one, I'm gonna be so upset. Starring uh, starring Sissy Spacek. Sissy Spacek. All right. Uh, yeah, so we'll be talking about that. So come and see us. And uh, in the meantime, yes, you want to say something? I took a breath. You want to add something to the podcast? No. no? Good. So uh, <laughs> we'll see you next week. <laughs> and before that, make sure to wash your hands and stay safe and be nice to yourself. Uh, yeah. Do it. Our website is fhkpodcast.com. Our Instagram is at fhkpodcast. I was Machi. This was I Abby. I was Machi. Oh. Don't say anything. And I was Abby. Goodbye. I know my rights, Reginald! Some interference again. I don't know where it is. I'm sorry about that. Bye, everybody. Jesus Christ. Well, see ya.
Have a nice one.